This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by Bonfireside Chat After Dark. This is the brand new premium show. We are going to start uh, this quarter, probably next week, or excuse me, next month. We're going to have the first episode of that. That is a Patreon reward goal. If you go to patreon.com forward slash TV, you can join us. Uh, people who back at a very generous level um, are producing the show, essentially. They're, they're helping us uh, continue to make this helping us to uh, stay afloat while we make the podcast. And uh, we're going to invite them onto our show to discuss prompts about the Souls uh, games from software, gaming in general, things like that. So it's going to be a roundtable discussion. Um, It's a brand new, super cool premium show. We're really looking forward to it. Look for that next month. And uh, if you want to find out information on that and other rewards we have, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV. Thank you. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. You're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cat girl favorite, probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Are we big in that community? Uh, I think so. Or are I, they put uh, off by our flagrant anti-anime attitudes? Uh, we'll find <laughs> out. Uh, good foot to start <laughs> on. Foot good foot to start on. <laughs> well, this is this is the, uh, the like the several month period of the olive branch <laughs> to the anime community between having Dave. Uh, oh yeah yeah uh, you know dave riley and then uh doing this it's like we're we're yeah we're making peace because they're bigger enemies are you are, are you jackals happy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um because um, yeah. i'm happy because we're talking about momodora reverie under the moonlight yeah this is uh so this is our off season of talking about uh inspired by souls games mm-hmm. uh, while we all wait patiently for dlc2 and from to announce uh whatever they're going to announce and see if it is relevant to the show. Um, but we got a, a big slate of cool shit coming up this spring. I'm really excited. I'm really glad to open with this because this is a breath of fresh air. Oh, yeah. In the best possible way. Um, this is a game developed by Bomb Service and published uh, by Play, Playism in 2016. Yeah. Um, and like all of these uh, kind of you know Souls-likes and stuff, we're going to get started uh, kind of saying why you should give a shit if you like Dark Souls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so this is a it's a 2D platformer, uh kind of a pixelated 16-bit esque uh kind of kind of aesthetic, although it is much more elegant than that for reasons we're we're gonna get to. Uh that has heavily that has a heavy kind of like Castlevania Symphony of the Night uh Metroidvania influences, but along with that, uh a, a good deal of souls in like the uh the rhythm and the world construction and then just kind of some of the trappings that are presented. Yeah, there we'll call out the specific things, but there's a lot of things in common souls yes. um it's not it's somewhere not quite as far on that access as the as uh Zalton sanctuary mm-hmm. which i think is more specifically a castlevania symphony of the night and souls mashup yeah uh, this is a little bit uh it's it's like a lighter version of that in just about every way everything uh, about this has such a light touch yes it is it is an effortless game <laughs> uh and that's it's weird to praise that in relation to a souls game and it doesn't mean it's not challenging like oh, yeah. some of the bosses are really hard and and it, they combat everything feels very good. It's very satisfying, but it's uh, it goes down very smoothly. Yeah, it's it, it's um, it's effortless but substantial. There, there's a weird there's a thing that I, I you know that 
going to sound like hyperbole that I'm going to say about this, but there's only one thing I don't like about this game. <laughs> like literally one, like I was searching my brain for it and it's mm-hmm. like, there could be more to it, you know, like there could be more game to it. Yeah. It could yeah. be, you know, more robust narrative. Those things are more like absence of, of things that could be, you know, make it best game of all time. And I think it is missing a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as act, active detriments, there's one <laughs> that I can think of that I don't like. And that's, that's a real beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, uh, you know, we have this large, uh, kind of mostly interconnected world. It is large, but not overwhelmingly large uh, here. And similar to Souls, um, instead of bonfires, we have these bell shrines, um, which you can use to save. You can use to refill your health and everything and act as checkpoints, uh, obviously similar to Souls. Um, no, I mean, kind of similar to Souls. You still are not the same. There's not no continuity of character. Right. Uh, right. You know, you start over there, their checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually you can warp between... Uh, bell shrines bonfires as well yeah um and they're spaced out you know kind of like those would be either to uh you know when they become war points to put you at a hub where you can uh move from one place to the next or you know uh as a checkpoint before or after kind of a big challenge Mm -hmm. um you know you can be pretty sure that when one pops up there's going to be a boss um within a handful of screens from wherever it's at yes Or you're at the beginning of an area. Right. Like an enter exploration bonfire. Well, the, the boss would be back a couple of That's screens true. from that. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know why it's soft fit to say that. Um, yeah, because there's both. It, yeah. it, it gives you one before the boss and after the boss. Yeah, yeah. So get that, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something that's really cool about this, actually, is uh, so all of the items that you carry, um, at least all the consumables, um, act like Estus would insofar as you have a kind of a, a fancy and magic system for them. They replenish at the, uh, at the bonfires. So there are merchants in this, in this world, but it's mostly just to get a new accessory or get a new, uh, kind of a new verb or a new way to deal with something. You don't actually have to do any kind of restocking that is done automatically for you. You can think of items as spells. Yes in this and and merchants will sell you new spells but it's adding a permanent upgrade mm-hmm. so you know if you're like i don't know if i want to buy the you know the equivalent of the you know the thing that does damage to me and then lets me do double damage for a, a period of time mm-hmm. um but you know because you because you get too good to use syndrome you're really not sure which boss you want to use it on but just buy all the stuff yeah because uh it does refill and that's a really cool uh very lenient choice that gets rid of you know resource scarcity mm-hmm. um but the game is wise enough to know that that wouldn't add anything to this. Right, this right. And it does lend to, you know, just kind of the kind of the older style play of this does end up a little bit in, oh, I, I need money. I'm not getting enough of it naturally. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to want to buy all of this anyway, so I'm just going to have to grind for cash. Like that yeah. is, you know, not mandatory. Like you can kind of get through if you're being, um, you know, careful. But uh, the the, te- the temptation is there for somebody who, you know, gets kind of trapped in that system it depends on how completionist you are yeah so like i've never i have not grinded for cash in this there were a couple times there was something i wanted and and i didn't have enough money for it um but because it is a metroidvania and i assume that'd be revisiting this area eventually Mm -hmm. yeah um i generally just kept kind of kept going yeah um but that is a a thing you can you know there's no experience system in this game so it's not an rpg in that respect you have the the same verb set that you get new verbs, but you don't uh, you don't gain stats. Right, right. Um, I mean, you get health upgrades, but it's not based on killing enemies for experience. It's just for money. So mm-hmm. there is kind of a, an optional grind. Yes. There for sure. Yeah. Um, combat is pretty simple. Um, so you do melee combos. You uh, attack things with a magic leaf. Aw. Uh, it's, yep. It's it's very cute. Yeah. Um, 
And then you have range attacks, which you can charge um, with unlimited ammo. Again, resource scarcity is not a thing. Right. Um, it's The combat's fairly simple. What they do in this game that they don't always do in uh, Metroidvanias or Castlevanias or whatever is that uh, there's poise on mm-hmm. enemies. There's stun lock. So depending on how tanky an enemy is, uh, you can get that first hit and, you know, keep them locked. Yeah. So it ends up becoming, you know... Uh, uh, about getting that kind of first hit, positioning yourself for that, and knowing which enemies you can stun lock and which ones you can't. Right. So it's it's slightly more complicated than it initially seems, mm-hmm. um, and more complicated than the previous entries in the series, but not uh, again not souls complicated. Yeah, I was very happy with how kind of steady the the combat progression was because most of the upgrades that you get are either those kind of spells you know those items Mm -hmm. that will you know kind of change your input to output ratio for damage um or um with your ranged attacks um you you know changing either the ceiling of your charge on those or how quickly you charge like there are two two permanent upgrades you get through the course of the game that make that system much more fun and rewarding to engage with yeah. And, yeah. and if uh, a pro tip, if you're if you're playing this or bounced off it and thought it was hard because um, it can get challenging at points, uh, don't neglect your bow. Oh, yeah. Um, always be firing your bow, mm-hmm. um, especially in boss fights. So you do very little damage with it. But that little kind of damage over time uh, thing is necessary. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the other uh, kind of souls like thing um, is a dodge roll that you have. Um, this is new to the series here. And it's very similar to, to souls. You have invincibility frames. And uh, you can use it to dodge through enemies and get to the other side of them, as well as dodge attacks. Mm-hmm. So this can actually, in a, in a weird way, uh, it is for uh, attacking trickier enemies, but also it's a way to bypass enemies on a run. Like you can just iframe through everything if you want to, um, yes. as long as you know platforming doesn't enter the equation. Um, but yeah, this and- is uh, this is very useful, and like you have to learn this. Like it is not an it is not an optional thing. Yeah, you don't you can't block. So this is your deci- your uh defensive vocabulary right and enemies don't have a huge leash so this is something and i i'm not trying to turn this into a backdoor salt and sanctuary episode (laughs) because i am looking forward to revisiting it but replaying this did remind me of why i like this so much more than salt and sanctuary and one of the reasons is that they're both metroidvanias where you have to do a lot of backtracking Mm -hmm. uh in salt and sanctuary you kind of have to deal with enemies on your way to things um you can roll you have this very similar role where you can roll behind people but they have really long leashes and projectile attacks and will kind of hound you yeah. if you do that. Here, it's like enemies do not have that. So if you're trying to get through an area quickly, if you know it really well, it's similar to how in Souls, you can just kind of like dodge past everything. Yeah. You know, I can get through the Undead Berg without fighting anything if I want to. Yeah. Um, you can do that in this game as well. Picture pic- picture like Super Metroid enemy placement almost. Like it is mm-hmm. it is very much in the SNES style of like here here's the arrangement of enemies on the screen and you have to deal with them. Yes. You know, so there's yeah. not there's not an awful, uh, there's not an awful lot of persistence, you know, kind of from from setup to setup, yeah. which is nice. And by not a lot, I mean, none at all, Yeah, <laughs> which is good. Again, it, it lends to this being kind of a kind of a breezier thing. Um, additionally, you know, we talked about those consumable items being like spells. Um, all of your permanent equipment is almost like rings, right? You have two permanent equipment slots. Um, and that's kind of fun because you can just do these combinations. Like there's a combo you can get that both increases the, uh, the currency that people will drop and also draws, um, the currency to you, like a magnet, Mm -hmm. um, things like that. Like you can, you can kind of design the way you want the game to flow around this thing. And it's very, uh, yeah, it's like rings. Yeah. 100%. Like it's like, uh, you can, 
you know, so that's your, you know, if you're going to grind for cash, that's the, the setup you want. Um, if you're going to use your bow a lot, there mm-hmm. is a, you can add poison elemental and change the fire rate. So it fires as quick as you can tap it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things like that. So you can kind of spec yourself a range. You can spec yourself in these different ways through this. And, and the, you know, the key word again is kind of like a, on a scaled back level. So it's, it's deep, but it's not endlessly deep and, and, you know, confusing at all. Like you get it kind of right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it matches the scope of the game, right? You know, this is, this is like a, a six hour game. Um, you know, it's as complicated as it needs to be for that. Right. Um, very, very cool. And just to, to be clear, when we say, uh, equipment, we mean specifically these kind of like trinkets yeah. kind of things. You also will get equipment that permanently upgrades you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not stuff you actually equip or unequip or find, or right. it just kind of happens to you as, as part of the game. Yeah. Your, your, um, your character always runs around with, uh, the black dress and the shawl. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, uh, it's gorgeous. This is such a gorgeous game. I was, I was taken aback when I fired this mm-hmm. up actually. Yeah, <laughs> it is, uh, it is aesthetically and this goes down, this is all the way down the line. Yeah. So this is, uh, how good the sprite work is, which is adorable and, uh, you know, detailed and cute and the backgrounds are oh, cool God, and evocative. Backgrounds. backgrounds are really, really good. Yeah. And like these little water effects that make everything look like it's got this really great sense of art direction mm-hmm. to it. On these in these senses, uh, the animations are very good, um, not just good in a way that you would appreciate uh, as as an art, but also in a gameplay sense. You know, when you're fighting bosses, um, they telegraph things. Yeah. Well, and bigger enemies telegraph every enemy really telegraphs their attack mm-hmm. uh, pretty clearly in a way that is impossible to to miss. Yeah. Um, and then musically, it's it's wonderful as well. Like it is <laughs> it is a great sounding game and the sound effects are like that leaf hit is mm-hmm. a really aesthetically like kinesthetic like mm. There's like a real sense of impact to everything you do. Yeah. Uh, that just feels great. I would love to get insight into the, uh, the process of selecting and honing that leaf attack sound. Um, yeah. just because the, yeah, the, the impact that, that that gives you, uh, is, is incredibly satisfying. Um, when we talk about this animation, it's, it, it's easy to, with a, with, with a 2d game, it's very easy to over animate, you know, mm-hmm. look at any number of games we've covered, like on Object Suffering, where that ends up being a problem. Like this pays attention to like very basic tenets of clarity and motion for animation, you know, just uh, anticipation and bounce and stuff like that, that actually like lends the movement a sense of purpose, which is uh, not seen very often. Um, and it's ridiculous when you think about how aesthetically pleasing this game is like you know, even though it's pixel art, even though it's 16 bit, this has a production value that I would not expect from, you know, essentially a one person studio. Like yeah. This. Man, is this impressive? Yeah. For like a, for like a, essentially like a dude. Yeah. Like there, there's more, there's more than just a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is, uh, Redain, Ardeen, uh, mm-hmm. R-D-E-I-N is his, uh, his handle or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, his or her handle, actually, I don't know. Uh, but the, um, this is the fourth game in the series. Um, this is actually a prequel uh, mm-hmm. to the first one. Um, I've gone back and played uh, the other ones in the series, not to completion, because um, you know gaming homework got in the way. Right, right. Um, and it's really cool to see the 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 kind of evolution. So one, um, the early games in the series are very good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very much like cave story, mm. like it, like that is the influence. Yeah. So as opposed to you know, the first one is a, like a linear cave story. The second one is like a more Metroidvania cave story and the third one is like a slightly better version of that right and then this is just like you know an entirely different thing and like is the evolution like this feels like the game uh they were trying to make mm-hmm. the entire time and it's so cool to see them make it yeah 
you know, and it's been, you know, the first one it started in like 2010. So it's not that long ago. Right. You know, to have these four games come out, it's like mm-hmm. so impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that like a, a person made this, like these guys, like, you know, if, uh, they are all supported on Patreon as well, mm-hmm. like it is an independent studio and like, you know, modest means, right. Uh, you know, creating, creating great, great, great things for modest means. Yeah. No. Really, really impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Cave Story, you know, similar similarly was yeah. made by one person, you know, made by Pixel. Um, yeah, and it's, and Cave Story is actually a really good touch point for this. That's what I kept going back to um, in my head as I was kind of you know making these these favorable comparisons. I think there are places where Cave Story comes out ahead of it, mostly from mm-hmm. like a level design kind of kind of standpoint. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is this is tremendous on the scale that Cave Story is and was i I think this uh the things that this loses in level design Mm -hmm. that cave story doesn't have uh makes up for in actual gameplay Mm -hmm. like the bosses in cave story are you know always felt like to me like i like cave story a lot but Mm -hmm. it felt like uh you know i'm okay if i can keep my highest level weapon um you know and kind of like tap as fast as i can oh yeah to kill this guy but there's not the depth and kind of intricacy of like the mechanics that there are in this game Mm mm-hmm um so yeah. like i i like this better than that like this yeah. might be my favorite like indie 2d platformer mm-hmm. game um, yeah yeah i just i i you know we've we've heaped a lot of sugar on it i just wish that there was kind of more deliberate like encounter design in the game mm-hmm. um just that like it, it feels like they put a lot of that early on and then it kind of just like drops off while the There's bosses couple, stay yeah. like fucking fresh throughout yeah the bosses are all wins yeah uh kind of across the board i think that they're uh even late game, I think there are some really good encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are fewer of them. Um, and I think part of that is, uh, and I don't, I don't have anything I'm basing this on. There's not mm-hmm. like an interview or anything, but I was trying to think of what would make this uh, stronger where it's at, given this tool set, where it's like it's 2D. Uh, you have to be able to approach it from either direction, mm-hmm. um, you know, and without just giving the enemies uh, kind of BS abilities. Mm-hmm. Like that encounter design that feeling of restriction or kind of staleness that happens a little bit later, um, I think comes from the fact that there's probably like what 10, 10, 12 enemies in this. Yeah. Yeah. Like there aren't, there isn't a great variety of foes mm-hmm. you fight and like there, there, there's room for improvement there Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but none of them, I, I never fought anything. I was like, Oh, this thing's fucking unfair. Right. Right. You know? And like the trade-off, like a, a, a trade-off you can make, it's not the right trade-off, but a trade-off games do mm-hmm. when they're pursuing that kind of variety is introduce some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And it comes back to that. Like there are very few bad things in Momodora mm-hmm. for yeah. there are, there is a lack of some great things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, is at least where, where, where I land on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would rather fight those, you know, those same kind of skeletons again for the, you know, the last, uh, or if you know, have those witches show up, those, mm-hmm. those varieties of witches show up again in the final stage, then introduce something that's like, man, this is horseshit. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I never had that. Like, this is horseshit <laughs> feeling. Yep in this game yeah i mean like universally the highs are very high that is just one thing that in a souls like game i i would crave you know yeah. and just something to grab onto like there will be a couple of them in the notes when i was going back through it's like man each of these kind of places has like a like a like a theme to it and, a, mm-hmm. and an aesthetic definitely but like in terms of beat by beat there's not an awful lot outside of the bosses there's plenty yeah. to talk about with the bosses well it's it's part of that just kind of limited scope to the yeah. game you know, I get it's I'm people, you know, I'm, I'm white knighting for this real hard. I know you're <laughs> attacking it, but like, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where, again, uh, the reason why I'm responding to it is because it's something I considered. Mm-hmm. 
and I was just, you know, I, you know, one of the things that people talk about this game, it's like, oh, I wish this was kind of twice as long. It's like, I, I don't. Oh, no. Fuck like, no. I, I think that like I think yeah. that this is has the amount of complexity, the amount of like enemies and counter designs that is roughly analogous, you know, analogous, analogous. Yeah. Uh, to the, you know, roughly proportionate to the the complex, like the scope of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's something that um, the first thing time I really noticed it since I started thinking about games more seriously is when we did um, Shadowrun Returns for Check It Out Comrade. Mm-hmm. which is like a real like, hey, this is a modest game. Yeah. You know, like we're not going to try to shoot for the moon. We're not going to, uh, you know, literally blow anyone's. We're not going to try to do anything we don't think we can do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something I respect an awful lot Yeah, in games, you know, rather than kind of reaching for the, you know, I like interesting failures, but I like a game also that is like, we're going to hone what's in our capability to do yeah. and make it as close to as perfect as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Also, no. something I like. Not that yeah. Shadow Returns is close to perfect, but the um, yeah, you know, no, no, Dra- like Dragon Dragonfall is. is. Yeah, yeah Dragonfall uh, is. But <laughs> I haven't played it. I just knew that was your, that's what you're gonna say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's 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 becoming one of those things. Like when I follow like games journalists or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I know what game they're gonna talk about here. They, you know, they, like they like the same like ten games, so they always show up on their list and, and everything like that. Uh, I'm becoming that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I i'm not attacking the game either like those are like the, the that is literally just the thought that i had you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um so this is it's windows only um which is a bit of a bummer if you're you know just in terms of playing this on you know whatever platforms are available it's coming to ps4 soon um so like go for that if you don't have a windows pc to play it on uh mm-hmm. it sucks that the vita is the ignored trash heap that it is because this would be amazing on the vita mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it would be really, really fun on the on the go. Yep. No, I can't wait to accidentally hit those back buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Have it do things nobody wants to do. Yep. Um, but yeah, it would be awesome on the. It would be a really, really good portable portable game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it would be. It, I mean, it won't happen, but it would be awesome if this came to 3ds as well. Mm-hmm. Like this would be really, really fun on the go. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it'll come to the Switch. Yeah. That would, I mean, that'd be sweet. I, I don't know that it will because I just don't know if these guys have like they're pursuing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And this this game is so weirdly like under the radar. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had uh, never heard of this, this series before. Huge. Uh, I had a huge shout out. I would not have heard of this if uh, I think Brian Wade bought it for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like duck feed, you know, alum, uh, super fan, Brian Wade. Uh, no, um, no, noted deceptive monster who may be a Rita Star yes. Wars. Yeah. Yeah, and is making other people read a Star Wars now too. He's got a podcast now about the extended <laughs> yeah. universe novels. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's I I was one hundred percent sure he made up that podcast to trick Jeremy <laughs> Greer into reading a book in which uh, Luke Skywalker uses the Force to explore his mom's womb <laughs> or something like that. I know, right? Like, is there anything about the fucking extended universe that doesn't sound like the worst thing that's ever been? But. Uh, uh, Brian is going to try to convince us that that's not true. Um, I think I convinced him because he wants me to be on the show, and I think I convinced him to let me be on the episode for the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, yeah? Which is about, because I'm not going to read a the universe book. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, buddy. I like you a lot, but come on. <laughs> like, um, but anyway, so I would not have heard of this if it wasn't Brian recommending it. Yeah. And like, we talk a lot about how our recommendations are poison. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it, it's just uh, like, I don't have time for this. Like, what do you, you know, but I, you know, he bought it for me and that was like maybe the push I needed to give it a shot. And yeah. like just, you know, so good. So in in turn, if you're listening to this and thinking, man, I have, what is, what is this mom, mom Odora 
that I've never heard about. Um, if you stop here and don't listen to the meat of the game, this, it's not really a thing you can spoil, you know, whatever. Like, go, because even though recommendations are poisonous, this is an imminently recommendable game. Yeah. And again, six hours. Yep. Like, I you, mean, because play of this that, in yeah. an afternoon, like, yeah, an afternoon or two days, you'll get through it, and it just, it, it feels good, and I was looking, you know, I played it uh, whenever we did it for Comrade. Yeah. Um, and the... Uh, you know, I was happy to play it again. Like, it didn't feel like, oh, I don't really want to replay that. Like, I didn't get the good ending the first time I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I was just a welcoming playing it. And it kind of just, it just feels so good that it doesn't sound bad, like, now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if someone were to put a controller in my hands, I'd be like, hey, you know, sit down and kill some time and play some Momodora. Yeah. Like, I'd be all about it. Yeah, like, I'd, uh, I'd increase the difficulty or I would try one of those weird challenge runs. Like, there's a pacifist yeah. run you can do. You know, yeah. <laughs> where you where you only kill the bosses like, you know, there, there there's enough kind of articulation around that. There's a whole boss I didn't fight. I didn't realize there was an optional boss. Oh, well, I'll be interested to hear which one that was. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I, I think I got them all. Hmm. Um, and a couple other things real quick while we're still in generalities. I know this is going on for a while, but because it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that has that's similar to this and we're going to this is something that's going to be I'm going to admit a failure on our parts. So I'm going to assume um, is that this game does have like a, a story and lore. Mm -hmm. element to it the way it tells its story is similar to souls because it's a prequel to a series i haven't played the rest of Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff washed over me and i just got kind of feelings from it yeah as opposed to literal meaning so Mm -hmm. if when we run into an npc um if you are expecting like a a dark souls-esque like you know bonfire side chat explanation of who this npc is and where they fit into the world Mm -hmm. i don't know and part of that is like i didn't have time to replay all of the games right right uh for this um, and part of that is the information's not out there. Mm-hmm. Like there's not like a wiki, there's not like a lore videos and stuff that I could do that I could reference to kind of shore up for my own lack of time. The, the, there, uh, there is a wiki, but it's very limited in scope. Yeah. It's, yeah. There is a wiki. It's bad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I've looked up, uh, there are some threads on the steam community forums, mm-hmm. which, and it's real cool because this Ardeen guy, uh, you know, is on there answering mm-hmm. questions from people about lore because yeah. he's, you know, that's a, that's a small studio and the answers to the stuff is all very interesting, but it's all tied into like some of it is just exist in like the Bible that they have written out, mm-hmm. you know, hasn't made into games yet. This is a continuing series and a lot of it just has meaning for those prequel things. Yeah. So if we get to a character and like, you're wondering like, what's up with that character? Um, I likely am as well. Uh, there are a couple of moments that are really cool. And again, kind of get this feeling of like foreboding loss mm-hmm. that kind of uh, permeates this game. Yeah. But the literal meaning is something that I can't speak to. And I know that's something that will bother some people who think that, you know, that's part of our job on Fireside Chat to do that. Yeah. So it's it's not something that I was able to kind of suss out. Yeah. Uh, I paid as much attention as I could. Uh, but whenever somebody spoke, it was usually about the curse plague that was spreading. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it felt very much um, kind of in broad strokes and was satisfying at that level, especially when I learned this was a prequel. It was even more satisfying because I'm like, oh, like they're just they're introducing these concepts and maybe a couple names that are going to pop up later. Yes, even even the main character that we that we play as is from the second entry in the the series. Oh, well. um, is like a side character that you run into, hmm. um, and this is her, her kind of guiding game. Um, and and this game, as far as I understand, like does explain how she got to the point, you know, in which she she's there. You right. know, it ends up making sense with where she appears, um, which is kind of weird with given one of the endings. But like, yeah, I guess that you know that's the case. Um, but I just I don't I don't have the background on the series yeah. um, as much as I intend to play the rest of them, mm-hmm. um, knowing that it's not all out there. That's part of an incomplete story means that again, you get that feel of that Dark Souls mysteriousness without the actual concrete information. Yeah. 
Um, the other thing I want to point out, and this is just because I don't know where else to put it. Um, last year on one of the, uh, I think it was Summer Games done quick. It was um, uh, AGDQ, I believe. Yeah, AGDQ. Um, I, somebody did a speed run of this, and they had they did it one handed because they had one hand, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's amazing. <laughs> so like watching somebody, you know, it, good on them. You yeah. know, that's awesome. Like, uh, and it's it's real fun to watch. So that's uh, that'll be in the show notes, and is well worth your time. Yeah. I was I was incorrect when I corrected you. It was uh, SGDQ 2016. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was this summer because I don't think the game was out right, uh, right. during AGDQ. Yep. And um, that runner was uh, half coordinated. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good name for a uh, speedrunner with one hand. Yeah. <laughs> like a good young guy. I like that he uh, came up with that. You know, I don't think I would like it if somebody called him that. Right. Yeah. But if, yeah, he's going to call. I, himself I don't know that. that I feel good that I laughed about it because it is clever. But you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's that's. I think that's what he wants. <laughs> um, but anywho, so so you should watch that because it's uh, after you played the game because it's pretty pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, this game has a lot of cool mobility tricks and stuff. You can do the the speed run is like a half hour. Yeah. So, um, let's get started. Yeah. Yeah. So the game begins with uh, with your main character, uh, whose name is not Momodora. Um, I made mm-hmm. that mistake. Her name is Keho or Kaho, uh, whichever one is uh, is is correct. Kind of arriving at this land with uh, w- with a guide. You know, she is you know come here on a boat, and we get a little bit of. Um, you know, kind of a sense of her mission. She is here to talk with a queen, the queen of this land, about sealing away a curse that has kind of extended to her kingdom in the east. And, you know, Keho, uh, as a priest who, you know, much to everybody's um, bemusement, um, uh, fights with this kind of uh, autumnal leaf. Yes, like a, a maple leaf. Yes. Uh, specifically. And, um, the, the, this kind of this beginning is real weird. Like it starts off real immediate race, like, this person that is talking to you when you start out has a kind of a weird face. It's kind of hard to tell what's going on with the, the sprites. And they've guided you here up until this point, and then they just disappear. They're not really a character. Right. Um, so there's this sense of, like, a story that is bigger than the bounds of the game, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I really dig um, here. And uh, so, you, you know, you head over, you're introduced to this beautiful, you know, sprite, this very cute main character, like, mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of a white mage. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think that yeah. might even be intentional. Yeah, like intentional, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is something that, like, you know, plushes from this game would be bought <laughs> by me. And that's yeah. been true of everything we've ever covered for this show. <laughs> so, so, like, other than possibly Berserk. But, but even then. Well, like, no, but you would want to bail it, wouldn't you? <laughs> I Whoa, boy. Yeah, <laughs> would I want to bail it? it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, everything we've covered for the show, I would like a plush version of, uh, <laughs> including, like, a little plush uh, K-Ho. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you're kind of uh, you're in your green hill zone, right? Yes. So you're you're uh, you're doing you're just these little elves, they're, these little like forest elves that you're fighting. They're imps. imps. They're they're, yeah. they're imps, and like this this whole forest is overrun with them to the to the point where everybody you meet um, at the beginning of Car City is like, whoa, you came through that forest with all those dipshits over there. Yeah, these, <laughs> those, those fucking brownies. <laughs> um, the uh, so but you're being introduced to just your your verbs and stuff. So yeah. range attacks, which you, you have to hit a switch to rise up a block. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, attacking, uh, rolling, um, enemies that will shield themselves from the front. So you have to roll behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, double uh, jump. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is, start with a double jump, which is very nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and it, it's like, I love the way it animates because she creates like a little bit of leaves under her feet. Yeah. 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 Very um, beautiful. And it's not like a, it's not like a space jump or anything. It just gives you like a little bit of extra lift. 
yeah. um, in a in a nice kind of way. But this is a very simple stage. There's a kind of the obligate souls um, optional mini boss that you can get to. Like as you climb down one of these trees, you can go over to the left and fight a little ogre or a big ogre. Yeah. It's a big ogre. We've been fighting little ogres. Yeah. Uh, which they the little ogres look a little bit like enemies from uh, Braid to me. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, just the, those kind of like the the weird little Jonathan Blow guys. Yeah. Yeah, Goombas. But there's a giant one. Um, if you get past him, you get an item. Uh, here. Yeah, it's a and, uh, it's a it's a health upgrade. Yeah, you get a yeah you get a health upgrade uh, here. Um, but you can also fight him and get a bunch of money. Um, but again, it kind of feels like you're right. Like it feels a little bit like the asylum demon, you know, fighting <laughs> him at the, the beginning. Yeah. Um, we run into, uh, you know, non-hostile NPCs as well. Yeah. Um, there's this little imp shopkeeper in a basement, uh, that will not do business with you. No, no. Like I just, uh, I've got, I want nothing to do with you. Leave. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're not an imp. <laughs> like, uh, she's from the imp game, the imp version of this. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, and there are, uh, there are illusory walls too. Um, you have a mm-hmm. Metroidvania style map. Uh, that you can uh, kind of call up at will using the uh, the select button, and you can kind of see like, oh, there's an exit off of this off of this room that I can go to. If you attack a wall, um, you'll get in there mostly to uh, to get a health upgrade. Um, like yes. the, the, you can get your you can basically double <laughs> your uh, your health bar in this first stage. Yeah, you can you can pick up a lot of this stuff. You also, um, which is useful, you also end up picking up your your Estus, your equivalent of Estus, your Bellflower. Yes, um, in this little area, and you start out with three. Um, the way you're going to get more of those is to find more of them. Mm-hmm. And the way that animates, the way you use your bellflower is a bloodborne. Like you do the bloodborne thing. <laughs> like you, you kind of slant. It looks like you're, you're not injecting anything, but you kind of do like a yes. It's <laughs> the same motion that the hunter does in bloodborne, which again, given the influence of this, I wouldn't be surprised if that was intentional. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're essentially, you know, you're looking for those, those power ups. You're also going to see areas that you have to come back for. Yeah. Um, like areas that are too small to get through. Um, things like that. Yeah. Uh, uh signaling it, to you that you will be coming back to this area later. Yeah. Coming back possibly with, a um, you know, uh, a warp adorable ball or something like that. Time. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say more, I said warp ball, which isn't a thing. Um, no, yeah, no, no it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a morph ball you know, for kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, for kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you, yeah, you're going to come back with something else though. And it's really cool that it signals that, uh, mm-hmm. kind of right off the bat. So it gets you to know a little bit what this game is like. Yeah. Um, after you get, you know, you, you fight some enemies, you kind of go through this, uh, you're also introduced to kind of instant death pits. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. the one, the one bad thing about this game is that the color contrast on the spike pits is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this area, it's fine. It's very easy to know what's a thorn pit that will kill you instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, in other areas of the game, it's not. Yeah. So the only times I really died to this and felt like it was unfair, I didn't know that the ground would be deadly and it was. Mm-hmm. So there, there's my, my one damning complaint. Yeah. Uh, and the, <laughs> so but it, it, it's good to introduce you to those hazards kind of right off here. Um, if you had to do your right, you end up running into your first boss here, uh, Anthropod Demon Edia. Yes. Or Edia. Uh, uh, arth- arthropod? I made that mistake as oh, well. Yes. Yeah. Arthropod. Yeah, because is she... Is an anthropod like a human pod? Uh, yes, it is. It is a pod person. Um, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. No, she's she's an arthropod because she's a... Uh, uh, she's a... Uh, uh, she's shaped like lady. Arthur from yeah. the... Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> From, uh, yeah, Nickelodeon. You, you you see you see her it. fist and then uh and, yeah. and then you know she's angry about something yeah um yeah that's that's how memes work uh no but she's a we're she's a, a, a senate we're dim boys <laughs> yep we're the, our meme, dim memes. meme game on point meme loving oh, fucks what up <laughs> my out of control sons are not talking to you <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> like, is that I'm a just, meme 
there, there's something about out of control sons. Does that uh, sound like a clickhole thing? No, no, it's 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 a meme. It's not just like a Rushmore reference. No. <laughs> there's like a, like there's a like my sons are strong and I'm no longer can control of them. Oh yeah. Is is a meme as well? Okay. Um, yeah. Stay tuned for Patreon stretch goal twenty thousand dollars meme cast. Yeah. Colin, Colin, Gary, kind of try to remember memes. Um, but uh no i i forget her name uh spider lady quaylog it's a it's it's like a centipede quaylog yeah yeah um just side scrolling of course Mm -hmm. um and uh she kind of rises up from her bridge uh she's cute everything in this game is cute up until the second boss (laughs) those bug eyes and those antennas yeah yeah very very adorable um and just has kind of a variety of moves you need to learn um one of the things that this is doing uh this enemy is too long for you to roll behind her right so uh this is kind of teaching you to backdash um you know and keep keep some distance mm-hmm. you know like uh, you can you can fight this uh if you have some patience you can fight this enemy entirely and relatively safely with a bow yes um, um but don't keep too much of a distance because she will actually summon up these clouds of poison back by the entrance as well yes. so like yeah. she's trying that to encroach yes. kind of push you closer to her because that's where she has the advantage mm-hmm. yeah um and in addition to that you know and her uh swipe attack uh she has kind of like this gigantic pearl on her tail which she will swing around to attack you and if you have not upgraded your health um it will ace you like yeah, in just it'll... just in one hit uh but if you attack that that does a ton of damage to her as well yes so there's a cool little kind of risk reward we can kind of try to bait that out yeah uh from her um after you eventually kill her uh she kind of desiccates yeah and 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 we'll be there for the entire game. Yep. Like when you backtrack and go past this point, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. She she uh, like desiccates and her entire upper torso goes limp and kind of hangs down. It's it's yeah. cool, but also kind of sad again yeah. because at least the top part of her is cute. Yeah, and because you know it is uh that that's this game. Yeah, it's it's cute and sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you uh, you head to the other side of the arena and we start entering into this uh, area that's a little bit more urban. Yes. Um, and we run to an uh, NPC here, uh, Ascorn. Yes. And uh, he, you know, very similar to everyone is kind of questioning our presence here. Like, why would anyone come to this cursed city? Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of like a corrupting curse is a very souls kind of thing. Um, and this, this city in ruin uh, and the city we're going into is cursed. Yes. And uh, it has this dangerous spirit presence. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find out that Ascorn is here to find one of his loved ones. Right. And that, that does pay off later in a very sad kind of anticlimax hmm. uh, later. I'll be so. curious to hear that because I don't know if I made a note of it and I don't know if I can call it up. Yeah. Um, I, it is in the uh, weird garden area. Mm, okay. So we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. Um, so you go into Car City and the background takes an immediate turn for the Bloodborne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you know, a huge, you know, huge gigantic moon in the sky. Uh, a red um, moon. Yeah. Big, big red moon. Um, just kind of like huge distance. Uh, you're over a little bridge over water. Mm-hmm. Um, here it looks really really astounding gothic spires and cathedrals yeah. in the background yeah, yeah. cursed cursed is badass um <laughs> and uh we don't spend that much time there but it is uh it you know again you're getting this kind of sketch and this look of, of how this is <laughs> yeah uh, we're introduced to some new enemies here um dogs which uh kind of wait a moment uh you know they're primed and ready to bork <laughs> and then they uh you know charge you and then you put them in jail for borking <laughs> Uh, and then the, uh, these, uh, these casters that shoot homing shots, uh, with a, a real, like a, a good wind up, like, you know, when they're coming, yeah, yeah. uh, or not homing, they, uh, they train in on you. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, you know, wherever you happen to be, they'll shoot you from whatever angle they're at. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's like a little bit of like flavor here too. Like there are these, uh, strange ghostly, um, crows 
that are made of the uh, this kind of blood energy like the do- like the dogs are. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are just kind of seen dressing to fly up as you kind of go by. Um, I think the encounter design here is actually pretty good. Um, like mm-hmm. with the with the casters specifically, like one screen with the casters uh, over top of the dogs um, down below. Um, yeah, and it has it kind of like introduces the spike pits. I think that's a really good kind of like it's your first taste of real like deadly complexity. Um, yes. And then when you get inside, like you know, you'll you know, some of the screens are indoors. You're introduced to kind of these ghost apparition enemies who will spawn behind you. They're like um, phantom juggalos. They've got like they're kind of like they're kind of dressed up like jugglers. <laughs> that was that was the weirdest Metal Gear Solid sequel. <laughs> the phantom juggalo. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I, uh, today I went to the coffee shop where they had that uh, terrible juggalo uh, barbershop print Ugh. thing, and they took what? that down. They they had these like these these prints that looked like you know Nagel the artist uh, Nagel like the oh uh, yeah, yeah, 80s, they, yeah you know yeah. Um, they uh, they had those except they were juggalos uh, <laughs> that were had like uh, fa- families had babies and the next to them had like quotes about family values. It's like the worst, you know, high school, like, you know, like what what if I wrote a swear on the pages of the Bible? You know, like the, like, <laughs> like what if I what if I contrast something good with something bad? Right. Um, and they finally they had them up there for like two months and it was the worst. Uh, and then I I was talking to the and now they've replaced them with a bunch of fucking awesome Satanist like you know like neon goat ladies with their tits out worshiping nice. satan stuff and i'm like yes you know give me more uh left hand path path please <laughs> um not the left hand path which is my favorite dark poet <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god somebody start that twitter um but it was i was like man i'm so glad you guys switched out this art and she's like yeah i know and then slipped me a biscotti was this fucking voodoo was this voodoo yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. uh, uh, got CC's, okay. a weird motorcycle, uh, cop- yeah. based coffee shop. But yeah, because the cool Satanist art is doing it for me in that place now. So okay, cool, all good. Yeah, no, I went to I went to Voodoo for the first time and I was really put off. <laughs> oh man, the uh, yeah, the uh, aesthetics of Voodoo Donuts. Like, there's a weird back, uh, back uh, lash against Voodoo Donuts. Like, oh, they're like shit. No, no like the, the, they're actually fine. good donuts. Yeah. Like, they're not again. They're not world changing, but mm-hmm. like you can get cool stuff on a donut and they taste good. They're mm-hmm. not the best donuts in town, but like the idea, you know, these like Willamette Week think pieces that will come out about like yeah. stop telling people to go to Voodoo Donuts is bullshit. <laughs> that's 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 dumb. The aesthetics of Voodoo Donuts is intolerable. Yep, like it is extremely bad. Yeah, I don't I don't need to see a pair of panties on the wall that say the secrets in the hole. Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, I, on the other hand, that is cool and good, but it's it was yeah, it was very yeah. strange. I, I love I love vaginas. Yeah, right. It is it is uh you know not to not to tell a a pair of wall panties what they can do with their body, <laughs> what they can wrap around, <laughs> what these sentient wall panties can do. They get in your hair like bats. Oh God! If you get them in your house, <laughs> you're running around the house with a with a pillowcase. Trying to catch mm. these wall panties. Yeah, no. It just uh, if you're ever looking to fertilize your garden, yeah, panty mm. guano. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, that, that that sounded funny at first when I was yeah. using it in like a cute way, and then it got. Yeah. The... <laughs> yep. Nope. Nope. No, not not yeah. at all. Um, negative. Negative. Now, but, I'm, but it... now I'm worse than voodoo. Oh, but no. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> you're back, baby. Um, so. Anywho, so so we're 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 in the uh, we're kind of in the interior area where these phantom jugglers are that kind of uh, warp behind you. And again, it's not cheap; like they're not like you know, they just backstab you. Right. Like they they make a little poof of smoke, they make a noise, and they kind of throw these exploding balls at you. Mm-hmm. Usually, kind of like fireballs. Yeah. 
Uh, we didn't talk about it, but like poison is pretty common, especially here in the early game. Um, yeah. That is just, just like you would expect, a continuous kind of drain on your health resources. Damage over time. Yeah. Um, you kind of make your way through this interior building, which is really cool. It's set up with like these, these books and libraries. It looks full of things. Um, there's like an NPC you run into. And again, you're getting kind of more hints of the state of the city. Like this, you run into this woman who's just can't stop crying and ask for everything to end. Yeah. Like, when will this all end? (laughs) A little bleak. Um, you took it, (laughs) maybe a little bit too much too soon. Um, (laughs) yeah, I, I'm into it. I'm, I'm into going from this like forest area to this, like, because all the people you're fighting in this are the denizens of the city. Mm hmm. So there, there's a curse here that is turning them into whatever they are now. And we saw that with the crows out front. We saw that with the dogs. Like, it's happening to wildlife as well. Um, you know, this is something that's happening here at the epicenter of this curse that presumably is affecting uh, Coho's village as well. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And uh, just it, it is kind of cool, like, how rough that transition is. Like, this, the, the bulk of this is stopping at the city gate. You know, when you get, <laughs> when you get past there, um, it is... Uh, yeah, it, it is a marked difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of continue through this. It's kind of a short stage. We're going to be going back uh, through here um, a little bit. There are a couple of different ways you can approach it um, later on. But uh, there's a kind of a duet of bosses that you end up fighting um, here in between these uh, uh, energy walls. Uh, the first of which is a boss called Mocha, um, M-O-K-A, not like the drink or whatever. Who's like a little, uh, like a little eye stalk kind of looking dude who will shoot energy patterns at you. But it's a little bit like a like a Tinker Knight kind of thing. In, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Tinker Knight was what I was going to bring up actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, from uh, from from Shovel Knight, like he is uh, um, a distraction. Like it's you know su- super easy. But then when it's near death, it will kind of fall down. The the, the floor will crumble apart, and you end up fighting uh, Lubella, the Witch of Decay. I'm really un- it's really unfortunate this is the second boss of the game yep. and probably puts a lot of people away so yeah. like there's, it makes a statement it so I, I want people almost to like fast forward two minutes and ignore this so they don't like discredit the game immediately right based on this like Lubella is a big impressive background sprite mm-hmm. rising from the background which is a big old anime titty witch yep like uh she has like deer antlers and that's kind of cool <laughs> like she, she looks she looks fine yeah. except for that she's got like she's she's buxom to this to the point of yeah and, uh, and, and buxom and animatedly so like yeah. you know bouncing like a animatedly <laughs> listen, listen buxom. Us, uh, like little little house on the prairie like, yeah no no she's she, buxom yeah she's pointedly she, so yeah she <laughs> well no but I, I say that Brother Ross. i say that <laughs> i say that to avoid saying she got big old tits what flop around yeah, as she and breathes the way you kill her is motorboating her with your leaves <laughs> yeah. and, and just like get up in them shits and just mm-hmm. really like Mm, you know yeah it's and, it's, uh, it's really the only the, the only hurt box that she has yes is is her is her boobs which like so she pops up like as an actual fight it's good yeah and yeah the, when she comes back it's better like mm-hmm. you fight this lady twice and the second one is a really good boss fight um this it just the fact that there's gigantic tits on the screen just doesn't it doesn't add anything mm-hmm. i know this is something that like happens in the network or people oh you guys are prudes because you don't like the sex shit in games, i was just talking like, about panty guano come on yeah we, we <laughs> like literally like we are not i want everyone who's ever called us like oh you guys don't like it in god hand when they spank girls like listen to one fucking address <laughs> dipshit like it's like we're not prudes about sex but it is just like it is it's about it being out of place like it yeah. is super incongruous to just fight boobs mm-hmm. like you know one sixth the way through 
this otherwise incredibly cute, charming game. Yeah. And except for when no she pops up again. at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, especially when, like, you know, accepting the time when she pops up again, it never comes up again. I was worried that this was going to like that. I was like walking into a cave shooter or something. Oh, like yeah. That. Like yeah. or, or like every enemy was going to be another like, a you know, like, oh, it's it's Kalora, the princess of butts. You know, who just kind of like, you know, uh, what is it, twerks you to death and <laughs> from the background or something like it was going to be all of this. And it, it has to be a reference or something that comes up later in the series. Yeah, it has to be something because and I've never got like a real answer. You know, I haven't been able to figure out what's going on with this boss. It's just you have to wireframe it to make it good. And mm-hmm. it's a good boss, but you just have to like you have to ignore the boobs. And again, same way I love vaginas. Like I love boobs. <laughs> yeah, it's it just, just it's, I don't I don't want to I don't want to defeat a boss by slapping him around. You know? Yeah, yeah, you're just, you know, hitting their hitting their tits, and it's also like this game is so cute and pure. Mm-hmm. You know, like there shouldn't be a sexual element to this. You know, like yeah. your main character is not dressed up to be sexy at all. Right. Like, like Kaho, and I, I think I said Koho earlier. Kaho is very modestly dressed, like dressed like a white mage. You know, mm-hmm. and all the characters are like that. Like, there's not a sex element to this game except for Lubella, the Witch of Decay, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a real bummer. Yeah. But so as a, as a fight, she pops up um, from the background. Uh, in which your hitbox becomes, uh, you know, hittable. One of the things that's noteworthy is that enemy, uh, their bodies don't usually do contact damage to you in this game. Um, they can sometimes, but oftentimes they don't. So you can mm. kind of get right up in there. It's just their attacks that will hurt you. Yeah. Um, that's not consistent across the board. Right. But many of them, uh, their bodies do not do contact damage. Um, this one is uh, is the same. Um, she pops up in kind of the background, and then she kind of summons these orbs uh to to attack you um these energy balls that kind of fly up and then shoot down in a pattern that you have to kind of memorize to dodge roll through and this uh, very similar to the last boss fight which was like you can't dodge the roll through this enemy um this is teaching you like you have to dodge roll to get through this it is very much an educational boss fight yeah uh, for those those energy orbs it's nice and slow and predictable yes yeah um, and then they change it up later where it becomes like not nice, slow or predictable and they fuck with your terrain. Uh, but here it is like the easy mode version of this concept. Yeah. A great fight. Just regrettable presentation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, beyond her, you know, you're still in car city. Uh, you find Kath, who's kind of an important character um, in the, in the game. She pops up a couple of times um, throughout this. She's a, she's a knight who is kind of in service to this kingdom, to the queen of Karst. Um, and she says like, Hey, you know, you're fighting with a leaf. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, I don't think you can handle yourself. Like, just go, like, hide under a desk, like, duck and cover. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you never say anything. You just kind of click through the dialogue. Um, here, she's kind of, uh, she has some Solaire qualities. Yeah, yeah. To her, the way this kind of articulates. And that's, you know, she's kind of your your bro that you'll run into. There's a there's two people you run into kind of over and over again. Mm-hmm. These two ladies that are that are yeah. involved in the, in the, the kingdom. Yeah. Um, but right now, you know, we don't really know what's going on. Right. We can also kind of head up from here and there is a mini boss that is a, a duel with a knight. Yes. Here. Yeah. Um, kind of a heavily armored fellow mm-hmm. uh, that has, you know, not the same thing. You never do like kind of an Artorias, like this enemy has the same attacks that I do. Uh, but you do, you will fight things that are roughly the same size as, as you. Yes. I do have that dual feeling. Yeah. It's a good fight. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Uh, so um, after you get into the front gate and kind of beat Lubella, you have a couple of different options. You can go a few places. Um, you could go to either the Subterranean Grave or uh, Whiteleaf Memorial Park. Um, and from there, uh, that kind of gets you to the like, you know, the next the next set of places. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's a right way to go, 
but uh, in the notes here, I have it going to Subterranean Grave next because that is the first place that I found uh, kind of by mm-hmm. venturing downward. Um, That's where I end up as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a sewer level. It's a, it's a good sewer level. Though. Yep. <laughs> like it, is, it is not bad. One of the things, uh, real quick, I want to mention because I'm playing this at the same time I'm playing Symphony of the Night mm-hmm. um, in this Metroidvania thing is, and I don't know exactly what it's doing and I, I could, you know, play this again and really take careful notes. I think that the game is balanced for you to go to the subterranean grave next. And there is probably some subtle signaling that is, ma- you know, pushing you to that hmm. because, you know, I went to the sub- uh, subterranean grave next kind of instinctually on both my playthroughs. Mm-hmm. Whiteleaf Memorial park is a harder it's area a, it, and has a much harder boss. The entrance to Whiteleaf is also uh, an illusory wall. Yeah, that's true. Um, so there's multiple reasons, you know, you would not get in there. So it kind of signals you to go in the right direction in a way that is really strong. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's, uh, you know, Sometimes Symphony does really great and sometimes it does less good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that's important to a nonlinear kind of Metroidvania type game. Right. I think. Yeah. Um, um, so this area mixes up um, kind of water navigation, like you're swimming um, in this, mm-hmm. um, along with uh, kind of a little bit of platform. And they introduce uh, the bats in here as well that will uh, mm-hmm. kind of languidly fly from one end of the screen to the other um, and potentially get up, get up in your works. Uh, when you kind of drop in here, there is a uh, there's a little cutscene. There's a, a prisoner who kind of walks walks over and gives you a little bit of the same rundown. Where like, hey, I escaped. This place sucks. Don't go in there. Well, Anne brings up the queen again. Yes. So that they're building up this kind of antagonist mm-hmm. with the queen. Like everyone is kind of involved around this this kingdom in which the the queen kind of went you know out of her mind and yeah. and cursed cursed the kingdom. Yeah. Specifically called down a cloud of disease. So we're getting a yes. little bit more of this. It's not just a curse of darkness or, or you know whatever Castlevania title you want. Um it is it is something that like directly led to the citizens, you know, coughing and praying for death. Um, yes. stuff like that. Uh, the ones that didn't succumb and kind of change into these, you know, whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, these these kind of uh creatures, mages and witches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um swimming it should be noted like so you don't have you can't run out of breath. Mm-hmm. And uh swimming just you can just kind of jump kind of double jump forever yeah um it's pretty uh you know forgiving mm-hmm. and the backgrounds and stuff in the swimming area is great because this area was not always flooded right um you go through areas and there'll be like tables and chairs and stuff floating in the background yeah kind of languidly and it's it's very beautiful like it looks really really cool it reminds me of you know i love in documentaries where they show like you know they go down to the t- titanic or whatever yeah that yeah. footage of like you get to see this elaborate ballroom where everything is kind of floating and like <laughs> you know in in stasis yeah uh, I really love that. It's pretty good. Uh, some tough enemies here uh, that took me a little bit to figure out how to deal with. So you're introduced to some casters, um, specifically ones that are like clerics who have these gigantic staffs, either that they will uh, kind of turn into sights and then throw at you um, in these mm-hmm. big circling arcs that will travel um, up and down. Very similar these... to the Plague Knight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, either those or um, the ones that will, uh, very similar to whatever those doom enemies are, that summon the pillar of flame up from under you. Um, mm-hmm. They will kind of like create fountains of energy um, underneath underneath your, uh, um, your, your footing. And uh, that is, again, if you're not uh, paying attention, a very difficult thing to come back from. Yeah, it's a very, or like uh, Gravelord Nido. Yeah, you yeah. Know, people, people. And the, uh, that's really clearly signaled. Like there's a little like uh, energy that appears at your feet. Yeah. And then there's you, an audio You can audio dodge out cue. of the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there's an audio cue that's kind of like really hard to mistake. Mm-hmm. It's like a much higher register. That everything else that's happening in the soundtrack, it's mm-hmm. beep, 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 like it's this little like unnatural sounding sound that yeah. tells you out of the way. And the, one of the ways they change this up, mostly we talked about in the beginning how the enemies that are there are available for that encounter only. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we run into some of the mid-game uh, encounters in this, take these witches and kind of put them in unaccessible areas. Yes. So it just kind of becomes an ambient hazard that you can't stay in one place for very long, mm-hmm. um, which I think is very cool Like yeah. and is mostly additive to the areas where they do it. Yeah. It's tricky here uh, only because they sometimes put, you, um, uh, put them in screens that have water and you navigate mm-hmm. just a little bit more slowly in water. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a prison that you can find down here, uh, presumably the one from which our uh, prisoner friend escaped. Um, here you can find uh, our, our friend from the beginning, um, Arshtok or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I never figured out how to get him out. Um, but uh, there's also another person you can let out. Uh, can you shed a little bit of light on what happens here? So the uh, I'm not exactly sure how maybe I maybe I might be mistaken. So in the White Leaf Memorial Park mm-hmm. where you where you had later. Um, you find Arshnok looking over a grave mm. and I, oh, maybe I did that. Maybe that actually happens. Yeah. Uh, maybe I helped him escape and did not know that I did. Um, there might be some, some signaling or something that is, did you find the, the graveyard there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he um, wasn't there. He wasn't there. Right. So he can be, you know, he went to this place to find his, his lost love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's at the graveyard. Mm. So like, that's how that ended. And that's the end of the quest line. It's not like complicated. Right. Yeah. I did something. I okay. don't know what I did in the graveyard yeah. to make that or in the uh, prison to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also dark and these characters are in like kind of cells. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if they're similar looking people like this is not our stock and is instead somebody else. Mm. Yeah, um, he has a similar kind of uh, kind of sans face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty hard to tell. We haven't talked about uh, the merchants who you run into as well. No, the ones who look like uh, my buddy dolls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spooky. My buddy dolls. Um, that's all I really wanted to mention about them <laughs> yep. is that they, they look like uh, killer. My buddies. Yep. Killer. My buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and the, they, they sell very limited things. Um, like yeah. just like, you know, one or two things, uh, almost always kind of appropriate for where you're going to go, go into like somebody here. I think that's how you get the, uh, the, the item that will light up the screen a little bit for you. So you don't have the visibility problems. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was something I never ended up using because it was before I realized, like the first run through when I did it, I didn't know that it would renew. Mm. So that was just a single use issue, you know, thing. Yeah, yeah. I did not grab it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, also, this is a place with swinging, uh, swinging platforms as well. So we're oh, yeah. we're kind of introduced to some difficult, um, yeah, some difficult timing on the jumps. Yeah, a double jump makes any kind of thing when you're doing that so much easier. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you can kind of course correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Derelict Frida. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, before we do that, though, uh, did you find the shortcut? Uh, which, which which shortcut? So if you look on the map, uh, the, the, the room right before Derelict Frida um, is just to the left of the uh, of the of the last bell that you used. There's an enemy that throws uh, that throws explosives. Uh, if you can get him to throw an explosive at the wall that separates them, you basically um, reduce the run to about one tenth of what it otherwise would be. Otherwise, this would be kind of a BS boss run. Right. Because <laughs> um, Derelict Fre- Frida is kind of tough. Right. Um, the uh, Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely found that. Okay. Um, there's something that, oh, you get the um, early on, that's what it is. In mm-hmm. the, the first merchant you run into, you get the item that makes a dinging sound when there's a secret in the room, mm. um, which is very, very useful. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that is how I found that. And a secret can be anything. Um, at this point, we've also found a couple of um, ivory bugs. Yes. Which we'll, we'll learn it. We'll find the person who wants those a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something else, just uh, in case anybody who is an expert at this is pulling out their hair. Uh-huh. Um, something that, and I don't know if you knew this, Cole. Um, if you beat a boss in this game, 
and you defeat them without taking damage, you get a special item that mimics their weapon usually. Yes. Yes. So uh, we could have gotten that for the last two bosses, but mm. I can't beat an enemy without, I can't beat a boss without getting hit. Right. Yeah. Like if you, if you uh, defeat Centipede Girl, you get her, um, her, her pearl from the end of her tail, stuff like yes. that. Yes. Which gives you poison to your arrows, which you can also buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the second boss, um, you fight uh, Lu- Lubella, um, you get a thing that rains energy from the sky, I think. Oh, nice. Um, you get kind of different uh, different spells, yeah, and uh, they sound very useful. Um, I can't beat bosses without getting hit, <laughs> right? In general, like I, you know, it's pretty yeah, rare that yeah, I can do that. In games I'm better at, so um, it's just but, not yeah, a just level so, that I want to play games at. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool that it allows for it. Like there is a very high skill ceiling mm-hmm. uh, to this. Yeah. Um. So derelict Frida. Um. At first, it appears that she's wearing a plague mask, which would make mm-hmm. sense because hey, this is a a place that is full of sickness. It's it's bloodborne AF. But um, <clears throat> no, she's uh, kind of a bird woman. And I love the way that Derelict Frida is animated. Oh, yeah. Um, just kind of like her her loopy long neck. She's got kind of like a weird, uh, her lower body, which is kind of a cloak, um, cloaked kind of thing, is kind of nonspecific. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's kind of like, and will kind of like melt and, and you know, has a has that little uh, uh, fluidness to her movement. Mm-hmm. Um, she also summons uh, dogs. Yes. Uh, to fight you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, which uh, notably do not count against your your pacifist run right. achievement. It's just part of uh, part of beating the uh, beating the boss. Um, also, there's a cleric that if you don't kill her, she will yes. join the fight. I was just about to say, like that's something I noticed as well. Because yeah. shades of that channeler in the depths. Yep. Yeah. Um. I just that 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 was how I uh, ate my first death uh, in this. Mm. So she has two um two very difficult uh, or very you know heavy hitting attacks. She charges up these kind of Iron Man lasers from her chest. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, that, that shoot and kind of take up one whole half of the screen. Yep. Um, and you just kind of have to make sure that you're maneuvering on the right. The charge up on those is, uh, very lengthy. The other one is one that kind of comes a, a little bit out of nowhere compared to that, which is, uh, her kind of pecking attack, uh, where she'll loop her, loop her neck around and then come at you. She, she loops around to her back. Like she bends her neck kind of backwards mm-hmm. and then, uh, then thrusts forward. So that's your cue to roll through her. Yes. Um, here, which if uh, if there's a kind of like a, you know, something that this fight is about, mm-hmm. that's probably the closest thing. Yeah. And it's not just like a, you know, a drinky bird peck like it is. It is straight up like uh, attacking a quarter of the way across the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you if you kill her without getting hit, you get her Iron Man attack. Mm. You get her, her chest burst. Nice thing. Um, I'm happy you looked you looked up the specifics on those because I. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I just I, I, I knew from watching videos you got something. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't have all of them memorized. I've looked up a few of them. Yeah. Uh so after you defeat Frida, something new is kind of introduced and these are going to be what we're uh seeking out. These kind of crest fragments, you know, one one quarter crest. Um and uh each of these not only when put together will get you into the final, you know, to into in, into the end game uh gives you a specific ability. So these are those permanent upgrades that we uh that we mm. talked about. Uh, this one reduces the bow charge time, so mm-hmm. you can more quickly fire off your kind of like mid-range or your mid-power attacks with your bow. Yeah. You don't have the high-power one yet. Right. Um, we, we get that. But these are the four. These are our Lord Souls. Yeah. Um, there's actually a door in Karst we can get to that says, uh, you know, will not open. Like, need the Karst Crest. Mm-hmm. So these are, are one-fourth of that. And that's ultimately going to be our goal. And that's our, our Anne Orlando, uh, so to speak. Um, you can also head over to, uh, so you get somewhere in here, you get the garden key Yes. Uh, in the subterranean grave kind of sewer area. 
And uh, if you head east of, uh, kind of northeast uh, of Karst Castle, mm-hmm. uh, is it northeast or northwest? Uh, it's northeast. Uh, it's to the right. Northeast. Okay. Yeah. And um, who knows what direction north is if we assume that up yes. um, and away from the earth is north. That's in my, my conce- it's kind of in my conception, it was a little bit left of the bulk mm. of the game. Like in my map, I'm imagining in my head. Yeah. But it's a, uh, it's, it's to the, it's to the right and it's a, uh, it's above the house of cinders, but below the forlorn monastery. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this is a uh, white leaf Memorial park. Yeah. Which is kind of like a, a semi interior kind of garden. Yeah. Like a, a marble kind of garden, and it's a cemetery. It's, it's like very a large. Yeah, yeah, it's a very pretty <laughs> cemetery as well. I love the color palette in this place, which I understand is a very uh, shallow thing, mm-hmm. but um, you still have that red, uh, that red moon with its strange little satellite um, in the background. Um, but it's these this nice like gray and orange um, kind of uh, kind of cast everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very pretty. Um, and you're mostly fighting kind of plant based enemies, plants and like gargoyles. Yeah, and stuff. Uh, here, the uh, gargoyles have uh, infinite poise. It's the the first enemy you cannot stun mm-hmm. uh, as you're attacking that you run into. I think um, down in the uh, the house of cinders, we run into some kind of uh, bugs that also have poise. But but these gargoyles have poise as well. Yeah. Um, and then these kind of uh, these flying insect creatures that uh, come with little orbitals. Yeah, little babies. Three, yeah, three smaller little flies that they got options. Yeah, they, they do have. There's <laughs> options. Um, but you have to uh, you have to kill those guys as well. Yeah. Uh, um, additionally, like tiny tiny little dudes who will throw explosives at you as well. Yes. Which you run into one of those. That's how we open up the secret. Yes. Uh, shortcut before Frida. They're they're a very but, prominent threat here, and oftentimes yeah. uh, they, these are some of those ones that are uh, that are sealed away as well. Yeah. Um, so it's a uh, it's a little bit of a little bit of a dick to to, to go after them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is a little bit like a an, another hub. You can decide to go up or down, um, and both of those are going to be uh, relevant. It was, it was actually I had a hard time finding the boss mm-hmm. of this place, um, and I, I just thought it was going to be like, a, um, uh, oh gosh, Archdrake Valley or whatever it is. Man, why oh, sure. can't I remember Dark Souls stuff? Yeah, we got to do that victory lap. <laughs> yeah, uh, Valley of the Drakes. Valley of the Drakes. There we go. Yeah. Um. um yeah, I, I, for me, the thing, I didn't have a hard time finding the boss. The thing that this does in kind of a level design sense that I don't love mm-hmm. is that uh, on your way to the boss, there is a uh, a side path, which will actually give you your, your save point mm. before the boss. But it looks as valid as not doing that. Yeah, yeah. So if you, you know, you kind of flip a coin, if you just explore one of the, the areas first, you're just going to run into the boss without hitting that save point, mm. um, which I think is not great, Yeah. Uh, you know, in general. Um, this is where we run into a bunny lady who wants to buy our ivory bugs. Yes. Um, I, I think only... if you do all 20 of them, you get uh, you get a thing. Mm-hmm. And for smaller amounts, you get money. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I turned in like eight of them. Um, mm-hmm. And most of the ones that I found were just, uh, I found them by exploring, trying to find secret walls and stuff like that. So. Yeah. yeah, they're they're not visible on the screen as far as I can tell. But if you have that item, that'll, that'll jingling. Um, when a secret's yeah. nearby. Yeah. I'm not about to do a completionist anything. Yeah. <laughs> kind of no matter what. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to find the 20, whatever your 20 things are, no matter what. Yeah. Um, you don't have to, to get the good ending or anything. There is a completionist, like there's a thing you have to do mm-hmm. to get the good ending in this, but it's something that you want to do anyway. Right. Um, so yeah, so you can, you can head back here if you want to. Um, and eventually this kind of becomes a teleport hub. Uh, so you can, you can get back here to get, give a, you know, give up your bugs. Um, so you eventually, uh, you find that boss and that kind of that uh, fork in the road. And this is a uh, Lulubella, 
uh, another <laughs> booby witch. Um, yep. It's like the harder version of the booby witch. Yes. Um, is, is it another one? Like they're both uh, they're they're both U, uh, Lubella. No, I, I that that was a mistake. I I so uh, full full uh, disclosure here. I've got just a, a long play of the game up on the side, and mm-hmm. it is just Lubella, oh, okay. the Witch of Decay. I'm, so yeah, I'm, I'm going. I didn't remember the name of the boss. That yeah, yeah, I, I I made a mistake when I was typing it out. Sorry, fam. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, um, but uh, so Lubella's back. Yes, she she was like, oh, I've wasted enough time with you uh, before, but now she is here, kind of on her home turf. Um, again, booby witch. Uh, the the arena is altered here as well so uh you no longer have the entire the entire screen of safe floor there are death pits on either side so there's uh kind of less room for dodging um mm-hmm. and you're just kind of constrained to uh your safe uh, uh your safe zone and her hurt zone yes yeah, yeah. so it, it reminds me a lot of like uh super mario brothers boss fights where bowser will like destroy part of the floor yeah yeah or whatever a little bit like that um just with higher stakes and it, it's a tough fight uh you have to really get the dodge timing on those energy balls correct and you also have to know the exact um, kind of scope of your dodge. Mm-hmm. So you didn't accidentally dodge off the, uh, you know, dodge off the platform. Yeah. Um, the uh, so you eventually, you know, but more once you, if you are good with a uh, regular Lubella, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, when it ends, Lubella says no, no, and then blows up, uh, <laughs> seemingly taking you with her. Right. Um, so you die, and it gives you the death animation, and the screen goes to black like you died. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's like a Seath thing. It's a yeah. mandatory death, <laughs> uh, which it is. But can you imagine how good the Duke's archives would be if, you... if when Seath killed you, you woke up as, as a Elv- kitty cat? Elvia? Yeah, you woke up as a cat. <laughs> yeah. We, like... saved, we saved your body, but we had to put you somewhere else for a little bit. Yeah, so you wake up in, in a prison as a cat. Yep, a little kitty cage. Yeah, you're in you're in a tiny kitty cage. You're a tiny kitty cat, and this is the Souls game where you get to turn to a cat whenever you want. Yep. This is doing nothing for me sexually, but I think it is so <laughs> cute and awesome. Welcome to 2016, where you yeah, have to outline. I had to, I had to specify that I have no identification with wanting to be an animal or wanting to like yeah. find human animal hybrids attractive. There's no like Doctor Doctor Moreau porn. For me or anything, <laughs> but the fact that I can turn into a little cat and the cat is actually like effective and good. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you turn into shitty cat mode and you have to like avoid fights or anything. Right. Nope. This cat wrecks shop. Yep. And it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. Like why would I not be turned into a cat in this game? It's so <laughs> fucking cute. Yep. <laughs> well, the reason why you wouldn't is because you can't heal while you're a cat. That's true. You can't so, use items. Yeah. So you're more nimble. Um, and everything and obviously you can get through these narrow pathways that we saw like as far back as the beginning of the game um the animation on this thing is out of control yeah yeah <laughs> it looks good like it is a good looking yeah. cat i'm not sexually interested. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying whose benefit are you saying that for now <laughs> no, um, no, no. I, I just thought it was funny to say it yeah um you're like your attack range isn't diminished at all when you do your dodge roll which you still have you do kind of that playful cat roll where like oh i'm gonna like snag this thing and then uh and then just kind of like play with it on my back for a little bit Mm -hmm. it's real good yeah when you wake up you're surrounded by other you know cages so presumably i don't know why this should be noted like i have no idea why you turned into a cat here right um it should be uh you wake up with all these cat cages so the presumption is this you know this is like a painted world thing like this happens right you know like uh, this is something that lulubella or lubella can do mm-hmm. um but you can wake up and just smash the there's not tons of destructible objects in the game there are some right. where you get money kind of crates to smash uh but you can smash those cages and it's just like you know, fuck yes cat like you you do it <laughs> like no more prisoners seize the means of production yep 
Like this cat is not going to fuck around. These felines uh, are strong as hell. Yeah, as yeah. hell. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. it is, it is extremely good. Yeah. Um, man, there's a weird NPC that I wasn't aware of. I'm sorry to like do live commentary on this thing. There's like a, a person who tells you to go away unless you can bring them cake. Like yeah. I, I had no idea who this was or what purpose it serves. It's neat, but I, I ran into her. I think she's again, a reference to something. Yeah. Um, she's the only NPC you can attack. Oh, wow. it doesn't kill her, but you can attack her and it makes like a combat sound. And so, mm, okay. Um, I do not know what her story is. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I do apologize for that, but yeah. I do not know her story. Yeah. Um, but this little cat dungeon that kind of acquaints you in a, in a very elegant way. Uh, aside from forcing you to go <laughs> cat dungeon did that do it for you come on yeah <laughs> yeah no it's great i, I love yeah. it um, um uh, like everything about it except for the fact that you're forced to you know you're forced through death to come down here is really elegant like it's a great cat uh tutorial um mm-hmm. for like your your capabilities I, I don't know if i can say like objectively like oh your double jump is more effective or something like that you it feel feels like quicker. you have more horizontal yeah yeah, yeah. Feel a little bit more quicker and when you get the air dash it's very satisfying as the cat oh yeah <laughs> a good sentence man i'm just, like, <laughs> telling you it's a good game people <laughs> like, um like that doesn't get you into this i don't know what will honestly yeah like it's like uh, the, the, the best case we can make for this game is to describe it just 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 say what happens yeah <laughs> um no it's, it's 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 amazing and like it's very fun to go back and do the backtracking you know because i remember finding those narrow passageways and like oh well i'm at something that's yeah. gonna be back here and, I and to be fair when good. when or when we talked about this being a forced death, like you don't lose any resources or anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not like you, you don't lose your money. You don't lose anything. It's just kind of shunting you to the next area of the game mm-hmm. and giving you a power up without like a very you know important necessary power up mm-hmm. without it, you know, uh, outright stating that that's what it's doing. Right. Right. You know, it's so. uh yeah. And, 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 you know, it's not anything that the best game in the soul series didn't do. So yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Um, um, so you would think, oh, I'm just going to go back and do, uh, these little backtracking things and maybe get some more health, but no, there's a very important item that you, uh, end up getting by going back to, going back to the forest, uh, which <laughs> is, uh, you know, you go to be uh, real quick, uh, okay. you get an orb that lets you turn to a human after you get out of the cat. Yes. Dungeon. Yes. So you're not, and, you're not permanently talk. a cat. Yeah. yeah you're not, you, you you're can... not to biased into being a cat. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, um, so yeah, you, you go back to the forest because you're backtracking and you get a, a necessary item. Yes. You so. pass into um, a strange ghost version of the forest whose name I didn't write down. Um, mm-hmm. And that may be another, just something from the series again, apologies. Um, but um, uh, you get a crest fragment that lets you warp at your bell. So this is your Lord vessel. Yes. And keep in mind, you do need, uh, you know, you need all four of the, the spheres. So yes. it's necessary to backtrack. This is not, you know, there yeah. are optional things that can happen from mm-hmm. backtracking. Um, including the one that gets you the the good ending, um, but this is yeah. actually sorry. Yeah, and this forest area, like you just have to dip back here once. A lot of the bad tracking you do otherwise is just kind of getting from place to place. Um, you'll run into your thief, uh, kind of prisoner lady. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know your lady thief here um, on your way back, and she's just getting out of dodge again. There's not like a real quest line to that, and if there is, I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just you, you know, you find her, you talk to her for a little bit, and you set her free. Yeah. Uh, or you, or you, you kind of send her on her way to get out of here. Yeah, like she's gonna so. go, um, take refuge in the imp forest. Yes. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. got some impish pro- properties. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the uh, we can head to the uh, the house of uh, cinders now. Yes. Which is below uh, Whiteleaf Memorial. Right. And this is a a it's a mansion that is always on fire. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't buy this. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's so hard to choose often. how you're going to die. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. But it is a mansion that is always on fire. Yes. Uh, it is 
great. Like this, uh, this and the Royal Pina Kothika or whatever, mm-hmm. like the, they, they share sends duties a little bit Yeah, on here. Um, well, so the boss of this is, is wonderful. Oh yeah. Like the actual set piece moment that happens with this boss is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you're navigating through these dropping spike ball traps or kind of like thwomps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, like there are just a tremendous number of spike pits that you are going over, uh, again, because you have that, that double jump, the instant death drop never feels, you know, entirely punishing. Like it was always my fault when I just kind of fucked up and didn't mm-hmm. manage things correctly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like that is mostly what you're dealing with, uh, along with just the wonderful aesthetics of this place always being on fire. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, very, very distinct, uh, kind of color palette everything it looks really really good yeah um you eventually kind of make your way through here and you drop into a room where there is a boss fight already in progress yep <laughs> like kath your solaire figure is already fighting the heretical arsonist yep <laughs> uh and it but it's it's so like you can and you can help or not but like this is the boss <laughs> fight that's happening with you or without you yep um, um, and uh it's not that they're just fighting in here they burst through a, they burst through yeah, the wall yeah. <laughs> like they've been fighting yeah. it like just makes the world like feel really alive when shit like that happens yeah. like i love things that are like oh you know things have been happening mm-hmm. you know yeah um very very cool and this is kind of an easy fight like the royal arsonist um you know to kind of offset that she's outnumbered uh kind of has these screen filling flame attacks that she will do mm-hmm. um but uh but again it's all it's all patterns right yeah. And uh and you know you have Kath kind of there providing the uh providing the melee support that you need. Also heretical arsonist. Yeah, that is a yeah. that is a souls ass name. That is that is incredibly souls. Um th- we're going to get like the rest of the boss names are super super soulsy. Yeah. Um so yeah, so she's you know she's obviously she's a pyromancer. Yeah. Uh you know and uh you eventually you can get a flame magic if you want to uh you know if you want to kill her without getting hit. Mm-hmm. Which out of all the bosses, uh, this is the easiest one to do that with, yeah. Because you have you know a tank, right? And you can just kind of sit back and shoot arrows if you like, especially if you respect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not too much to this boss fight; like it's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just such a cool set piece. Yeah. Um, is she wearing like I, I took a note? She it looks like she's wearing a uh, a straight jacket, like that she's like broken out, like a, she's she's wearing like a what appears to be a constrictive white garment. Um, yeah, it definitely does look like that. I'm, I'm pulling up a picture now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could see it. And she's also, she's a heretic, you yep. know, and that makes sense. And it's possible, you know, that she is the reason why this mansion, which like probably wasn't on fire forever. <laughs> it wasn't built on fire. Yeah, it was not. Yeah. It's, it's not that Strokes album built on fire. Like it is, <laughs> is, you know, set on fire right. as we go. Um, but yeah, she has, she has a whip. Mm-hmm. So it's like, she's kind of like in a straight jacket and she, maybe she's whipping her, um, restraints at you, mm-hmm. which is very neat. Something we missed, uh, that you run into for the first time here, uh, as well. And the only reason why I know is cause I just pulled up a, a little image of this boss fight. Yeah. Is this where we run into our first mimic? Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, of this game. Yeah. And the mimics in this game look awesome. <laughs> well, it's not um, just, uh, like the, they don't sprout legs or whatever. They're like grown in place and they pop up like piranha plants or something plants, like that. Yeah. yeah. Like they're, they, they have uh, these kind of roots and become these, they're these one eyed like abominations. <laughs> um, very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a great area. A couple of other enemies that kind of function like stuff that we've seen before. Like you have these uh, priests that are carrying lanterns on the end of their staffs. Um, you have like mm-hmm. little flame dudes, but uh, again, they're just kind of constricted to this place and mm-hmm. they don't, they do, they don't do an awful lot. That is um, kind of different enough to be additive. Yeah. Uh, the crest that you get here uh, is super useful. It lets you dodge in midair. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is really, really empowering. Yeah. Uh, and makes, you know, moving through, you know, speed running in a colloquial way, not like a, if you're actually trying to get the best time, but just running yeah. through an area you've already been through yeah. and trying to get there as quickly as possible <laughs> makes it incredibly satisfying. Yeah. The way it artic- like you can fly. <laughs> the way it articulates is it's like you have a third jump that just shoots about four or five tumble widths uh, horizontally. Yeah. 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 It's, it's to your dodge button. So it, it, it is like a third jump, but it, it's, it's a sky dodge and it has iframes as well mm-hmm. the same way. So it becomes actually very useful, uh, especially in the emboss. Yeah. Um, and especially the real version of the emboss yeah. uh, becomes very, very useful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's a little bit of exposition here. If you haven't figured out that the crests are important right now, Kath kind of outlines like, hey, you remember that door that was back in Karth, Ka- um, mm-hmm. or Karst, sorry. Um, I think Karth is a NPC from the Knights of the Old Republic. Um, or Karthus. No, Karthus, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Back in Karst, like, hey, you know, in order to get the, get at the heart of this, because, you know, she is, Kath is having her own uh, kind of crisis of faith at the moment mm-hmm. as well. Like, you know, she should be serving the queen, but she's having second second thoughts like, hey, if we're going to do anything, we need to get these crests or all, you know, all, uh, complete the crest in order to in order to kind of like get in there so go find whatever ones you haven't and then we'll meet up Mm -hmm. yeah and uh this is uh there's also kind of a little moment of satisfaction because this is the first time she sees you fight yeah so there's a little bit of that like in kind of like anime Mm -hmm. samurai movie oh now i get it movie kind of thing yeah Yeah, like oh you're you know i i underestimated your mantis style (laughs) you know now i get you know your leaf style there's a little bit of that yeah um you have an option here where you can say whether you want to team up with her or not i don't know what happens if you say no because like yeah, she seems like solid. I'm not gonna, yeah, not gonna turn down help. I I never said no to Kath. <laughs> yeah, I never. Yeah, I know, yeah. Done, 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 done. So you can actually. So the next place you can head to is the Forlorn Monastery. Yeah. Um, I think you you can get here earlier. Actually, yeah, this you can, is, you can uh, go up right from the from the, uh, from the park. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can get here before the park. I think. Oh, well. I think you can get here from uh the first kind of pub. Hmm. Um, because if you just head to the right from there, you run into this like monastery area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's full of nuns, yeah. uh, full of these priestesses that are mostly quiet, but will tell you kind of to pray. Um, I don't know the entire story for these, these things. Right. Um, they ask for donations. You can give them to them. I don't know if it has an effect. Right. I, um, again, forgive us, forgive us a for not knowing if you could get here before and B for not knowing how the system articulates, uh, yeah. information again, is very scarce. Well, and I have my, I played through this game twice. I have my two playthroughs yeah. to, uh, to go, go by and there's not reference. Wait, to throw me under the bus. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, yeah. not, I don't mean no notes. I mean, yeah. nothing for me to look up online. Yeah. You know, like yeah. no, no uh, strong game facts or strong wikis. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, an area that has a, there's real caster dense, mm-hmm. um, but mostly it's just about getting around. There aren't tons of enemies here. Right. Um, there's some, of course, but it's mostly about navigating hazards and platforming. Right. Uh, which is great because you just got the air dodge. Mm hmm. So like what, what good timing, like most of these things are set up, you know, if you're following in this kind of order, which it kind of subtly pushes you towards, uh, you're going to get an item that helps with the next area generally. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is the place where we talked about those casters kind of being locked away. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. a, the, like an elevator that you have to go up while also avoiding these, uh, these kind of projectile attacks. Um, yeah. And, uh, the, again, just like, like, uh, Gary said, very caster heavy. Um, you find this witch woman, who is surrounded by cats who I don't know what purpose she serves in the story, but she just kind of gives you a little bit of the same rundown. Like, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're going to do this, well, you know, I, I don't understand, but the queen's out of control, et cetera. And she gives you the, uh, the monastery key. Cause she kind of knows what you're, what you're after. She is, uh, somebody specifically asked the creator about this in that lore thread I was talking about. 
and she is just kind of an otherworldly kind of being mm. like she is a, a, a purposely mysterious kind of character yeah that essentially just gives you an item and kind of pushes you forward yeah. really it's a great screen um, <laughs> it looks it's great it's a library with like a witch crawl you know this area crawling with cats mm-hmm. uh which i which i can definitely get behind <laughs> and uh one of the things because we're going to talk about dishonor 2 for uh watch out for fireballs it's like I am so ready for witches to make like the comeback as the antagonist. Yeah. And kind of like thing. Yeah. <laughs> Into witches right now. Yeah. Um, you know, there's that witches comic. That's really, really great. Uh, just in general, give me more witches. The, the, the Roald doll book witches. Oh, the terrifying. Oh yeah. <laughs> One of the scariest um, books I've read. Yeah. Absolutely least, terrifying. At least I remember um, it being very scary when I read it in sixth grade. Um, <laughs> um, this is where the, uh, there's the skulls that explode and curse, right? Yes. Where the, that status effect is introduced, which mm-hmm. is, uh, lets you, you can't heal if you're cursed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there's just kind of like these floating bombs that remind me a lot of like a Castlevania enemy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the other thing too, is if, if when you're talking to, uh, Cotillard or, uh, Cotillard, um, if you turn into a cat, nothing ex- extra happens, Aww. which really bombs you out. Cause it was like, man, I'm just going to live out the rest of my days here. <laughs> yeah. This lady seems like she knows how to, how to take care of a cat. Like yeah, add me to your menagerie. <laughs> yeah, please, please own me. Some, some, some I restrict me. Um, <laughs> like, uh, color my pee. Um, oh no. Um, <laughs> Um, so the, the, the boss of this area that we have to, you know, kind of, uh, again, in this creepy monastery full of these nuns who may or may not talk to you, um, kind of up in the very, the very upper reaches of this place, uh, is an amazing boss. Uh, this is, this is the hard boss. I, th- I think this is the, the, like the hardest boss of the game. Yeah. I, I love this. So oh, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. Like, um, and this is, this is, this is the game's like orange sea and smoke. Yeah moment ironically it's not the moment where you fight two bosses which is really <laughs> cool like that boss is next and very good but yeah this is like the duel really really tough a bunch of tries and feel great when you finish it yeah uh, um, this is partner funnel yeah partner fell delicious um yes. yep. <laughs> but um it's a little bit like the lady maria um mm-hmm. you know she's got this red sword and kind of as the fight goes on it, it's at least seemed to me that the sword slash has got a little bit more uh far reaching mm-hmm. yeah uh I, I could I could definitely see that. Um, her big uh, so she curses you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were in, you know just introduced to to curse uh, a second ago, and she can actually give you that that status effect, which is a huge deal. Yeah. In this boss fight, because uh, something that um, you know we didn't really talk about is that there's not like a undead ash or something. You know, something that uh, will give you better heals. Right. You know, so uh, you might sometimes you have to spam that. Mm-hmm. You know, like pretty, and uh, she doesn't fuck around damage wise. No, no. So not being able to heal uh, just puts you on this kind of mad scramble to dodge <laughs> um, and and stay away. She also has a, a two phase boss fight. Yes. So she gets uh, that's where she gets that kind of that second second phase. And mm-hmm. uh, in watching it now, she has when you actually come up to her, the uh, set piece is really cool. She's uh, in the moonlight in front of a stained glass window mm-hmm. with her back to you, and she has dialogue. Yeah. Uh, before you fight her, um, she says, uh, 
you know, the, the, the queen has gone mad. This covenant in our abode is all that's left for those who pray. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, and you, this, you know, outsider priestess are exactly the filth that we are set to cleanse. Yeah. And she, she thinks, uh, you are siding with the queen right. as a, as an exterior kind of interloper, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which you guys are actually on the same side, <laughs> uh, but she does not. Yeah. Um, the animation on her is amazing as well. Like her, she doesn't just walk. Uh, she will either do like a charge, um, like, you know, a charge swipe to uh, kind of dash mm-hmm. around, or she moves entirely by doing like cartwheels. Yeah, she <laughs> she has the the wood grain ring. Yeah, she she does dodge rolls back. Yeah. So like, uh, which is you know really really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that also uh, she is able to summon these huge pillars of lightning. Yeah. Um, yeah she's she's a lightning priestess. Yeah. Um, I was only able to accomplish this by finding the uh, the item. I forget what it was called, but it's like a bloody envelope um, mm. uh, that you find it over in the subterranean grave, I believe. Um, and that uh, sacrifices a little bit of your health for a short period of doing extra damage. That, that item is so good. Yep. Um, there's two of them. There's one that gives you a 50% boost that mm-hmm. doesn't take your health and one that gives you a 100% boost that takes a little bit of your health. And the one that takes some of your health is almost always worth it. Yeah. Um, she uh, She's very much like Maria too in watching the... Uh, the fight in the background now in that she literally uh that second phase she like affects her her sword with magic mm-hmm. she holds her sword out and like buffs it yeah and that's where she gets this new move set like it's it's the most robust boss fight in the game yeah um i think uh the emboss is also very good but it's more bullet heli mm-hmm. this is the the epitome you know the apex of the dual fight yeah uh in this game and it's just astoundingly strong yeah like anybody who likes souls boss fights will really like this i think if you're um, um if, if you're having trouble with this, I'm gonna make a rare YouTube recommendation. Normally Gary's the, the YouTube recommendation guy. I'm a tube boy. You're a tube boy. Um the uh the, there's a guy, Combat Lobster, um, who did did this let's play, like does weird little um I know it's a good name. It's uh, a combat lobster. <laughs> um does uh like little drawovers on the screen, like pauses hmm. stuff and says, like, hey, um attack this right here. I didn't use that for the actual fight, but I'm watching it now. That's really cool. Yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll, I'll send you a link to that Gary and you can put it in the show notes. Yeah, I will. Yeah. But this is, this is an amazing fight. I think that like as a centerpiece for showing how this kind of simple game can have, you know, the complexity and be compelling for somebody who is down for souls type combat or, you know, mm-hmm. my, somebody who really does, you know, dig on the Artorias fight, um, a great deal. Like I hit my head against this. I lost hope a couple of times and this, you know, like being that was a reminder that like, Oh, like hard things can be fun. I feel like this is fun. You know, this is hard in a good way. Like I'm totally down for it. Like this is like, the, the, this is an awesome, awesome high point for the boss fights in the game. It made me wish there was like aesthetics yep. or aesthetics. Like I would like to play it again. Yeah. You know, Oh, uh, it has aesthetics. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has aesthetics for days, but I wish it had uh, aesthetics. Yeah. Mm, so good. Yeah. Uh, so what you get from her is uh, a crest that will allow you to charge up your bow, uh, an extra level. I think two extra levels. Um, uh, just, just one. It gives it a, mm. a mega level. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, combined with the one that lets you charge more quickly, uh, you know, again, just making that system more robust. You're not just plinking away, um, mm-hmm. health. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is where the optional boss is. Uh, if you find something that's like a, like a soft tissue or something like that and give it to one of the, uh, one of the priestesses who is kind of hidden away, uh, you will do a caster boss called, uh, the arch priestess choir. And I, I missed that. I yeah. feel bad about it, but I missed it. Yeah. Uh, uh and, uh, and playing this game twice. So, 
Yeah. Uh, look it up. It, it actually looks like a very, a very fun fight. Yeah. 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 I, I'm definitely, I've kind of got like an all bosses going on and repeat in the background mm-hmm. just to remind me of what items uh, you get and just, uh, you know, to remind me what they look like. Yeah. Um, so this character that you fight that like you run into her otherwise, it's just if you have that item. Mm. So I remember talking to her. She ends up um, hanging out like near the right side of the uh, the cathedral kind of area. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like a cool bullet hell fight. fight mm-hmm. It looks like. Yeah. Um, and you want to, you know, you want to keep your distance. Yeah. Looks a there. little. Uh, um, oh, gosh. The <laughs> why can't I remember anything? Not the Darkstalker <laughs> fight. The uh, the dark. Oh, dark uh, lurker. Yeah. Dark lurker. There we go. Yeah. Except with just one. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's uh, some similarities there. Yeah. So and just referring to one person as a choir is a very uh, <laughs> soul thing as well. Yeah. So. Um, so now that we have all four of these uh, of, of these crest pieces, we can kind of go into go into the end game here mm-hmm. by finding that door again uh, back toward the beginning of Karst and entering uh, the Royal Pinacotheca. Pinacotheca. Yes. Um, I'm going to do a dictionary search on that right now because I have no idea what that is. I have no idea either. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is that energy door in front of cars that we mentioned. Yes. Um, you come in here and there's another cat lady kind of in the beginning here. Cat ladies for days. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> She's sitting at a desk. She's like a receptionist. Yeah, she, 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 she is. Yeah. It's really ridiculous. Hmm. Um, just like get out of here. <laughs> um, but immediately you can tell something's wrong because this place is crawling with eggs. Yep. Uh, never a good sign. Nope. Uh, they're just like errant eggs. Yeah. Uh, not my favorite. Mm. Uh, especially ones clean to the side of walls and also slightly rocking yeah undulating yeah Yeah. um so the name is specifically used for the building containing pictures which form the left wing of the propelia uh at the acropolis in athens greece so makes sense given all the uh, pictures yeah stuff yeah this is is like a gallery Mm mm-hmm this whole area yeah uh haunted pictures too i'm down for a haunted painting that will fly off the wall mimic Uh yeah fly off the wall and come at you um i mentioned before there are two levels that kind of share uh sen's duties this is one um Mm -hmm. as well kind of with uh with more of these uh timing based encounters and platforming stuff and also enemies that will uh you know fly at you um up to and including these very large instant death swamp kind of guys yeah tons of little uh little mini fritas Mm, yeah. Uh, there, like the, these these little bird creatures, um, that that are around, um, and just kind of more platforming challenges. Is this where the skeletons get introduced, or are they just in the next area? Um, I can't remember. Uh, skeletons show up around here. Okay. Um, they're pretty good skills. Yeah. And and there there are a couple a couple different kinds. Are caster skills and melee skills. The melee skills have big gigantic two handed like kind of butcher knife nice cleaver things, which are really cool. Um, but other than that, you're just kind of exploring. Um, yeah. there's a weird little area you can get to where there's a couple that's hiding out. Yeah. Did you find that? yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's a little bit like, a like, well, a sim- yeah, um, <laughs> I was going to say a similar scene in Lone Survivor. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Um, nothing you can do. Like they just say like, Hey, if you want to hang out here, you can, but like, you know, you can't compel them to leave. Um, or you anything. have to get there as a cat. Oh yeah. So th- yeah. Th- this game is full of like alternate lives if you want to give up the adventuring life and become a cat forever yep. like, i will be your cat yeah i will be your cat i will take up less food that way yeah ex- exactly <laughs> and i will get more pets and it's win-win, win-win. yep win-win. <laughs> exactly um the the skeletons are encountered here as well yes yeah. Yeah. um but yeah so mimics a turret there are turrets on the wall mm-hmm. um there are little uh similar to like zelda one there are like these little spike things on the wall that when they see you they will bust out you know fly yeah, at you yeah. 
uh, things like that that you have to deal with that you can luckily destroy, but you have to notice them. Yeah. So it very, you know, like you said, very sensey. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And the level kind of uh, uh, doubles up on itself too. Like uh, mm-hmm. near the uh, near the main uh, bell shrine, there's a there's a door that you unlock from the other side um, that you get to by accidentally falling uh, uh, down a uh, d- down a pit which will send you kind mm-hmm. of back to the beginning at the very, very top of the level. You find an item that is, uh, that is like, uh, a boxed wind or something like that, yes, which very important, very, very important. Nominally, it's just kind of a way for you to, uh, have just another magical attack. Um, but, uh, earlier back in Karst city, we saw this, uh, we saw this windmill that was just kind of, you know, uh, not really milling at all. I don't know what it means when, a, or what you say when a windmill is going around. Um, and you have to take that box back and set the you know set the set it there at the windmill to get us to open up this door down to the sacred spring which will renew the life into your leaf uh giving yes. you the i think the spring leaf or the fresh leaf it's more powerful and you need it you need to kill the final boss with that item to get the actual final boss right to get the good ending um so it's worth doing that anyway just because you want to do more damage <laughs> but uh that is uh yeah a big go, thing go do that and i missed it the first time around i think i didn't find the boxed wind hmm yeah, um, it's a it's a little bit tricky to get to. You have to go to the very very uh, apex of the level, mm-hmm. and there are lots of opportunities to fall back down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so eventually you make your way to the boss here, and this is another really excellent boss. Um, this is uh, it starts out as Duchess Duchess Lupia, or Lupia, which is a melee kind of knight fight. You know, um, she's kind of like a, she has like a rabbit eared helmet, mm-hmm. and uh, you know is heavily armored, um, and you fight her. Uh, you know, it's just a regular fight. And then partway through, she's joined by an archer uh, <laughs> up in the rafters, kind of like a uh, Waldorf and Statler. Yeah. Um, who is a uh, Royal Huntress uh, Magnolia. And uh, after you beat the one Royal Huntress Magnolia will join. Yeah. So you deal with being harried kind of with arrows as you're fighting the first phase until you eventually get to fight the second phase. And this is the game's kind of requisite double boss. Yes. Um, it kind of articulates like a like a more precise version of the uh, the dragon slayers that you fight in uh, oh gosh Lothar Castle not oh, Lothar sure. Castle um, Dragon Lake Castle yes uh, in that they they you know she is up in the rafters and, and comes down yeah um, uh, and she yeah. uh, so uh, the, the the fight with the Duchess is 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 good and fun like it's another enemy who's your similar size and fights with a very similar moveset to you mm-hmm. she has like uh, some strong attacks where she bangs the ground and sends uh energy boulders at you but um i love the fight with uh royal huntress magnolia because when she's down on the ground she has a very uh short range but her knife is poisoned yeah yeah um, and she teleports around so she'll yeah. teleport behind you and stab you in the back yeah. very nimble doing, doing some thief skills yeah yeah um super cool fight i mean it's, it's all good fights from here on out but that's <laughs> yeah. the, the last uh you know this is the second last penultimate fight and that's the last dual fight mm-hmm. we have um so you can now make your way into curse castle proper um through the uh the kind of basement of it through the through the sewer here yeah and uh there are more uh again kind of more sense fortressy stuff mm-hmm. um there are those uh, uh kind of spike strips that are rotating out of a block that you have to jump on similar to mario brothers one yep with the kind of fireball thing yeah yeah um just kind of you know again kind of more platforming um this is when since there's nothing less left i wanted to buy um i just got real good at avoiding everything mm-hmm. and it became this kind of like parkour kind of experience <laughs> with your air dodge yeah you know like making sure that you know making sure i was phasing through enemies making sure my iframes lined up with with them as i was moving through mm-hmm. yeah so. it's uh it's, it's got a little bit of a final final exam kind of kind of feel to it mm-hmm. yeah. 
but you know you make your way through these traps and the game is is at this point this is we're at almost at the end and this is what it should be at the end because it's you know it's no longer doing new stuff so much right right uh, just which, gonna, you know it's yeah it's good that it's going to end there when it should end throwing new combinations at you yeah. um and now because it can assume that you have cat form um mm-hmm. it actually uh will give you challenges to go in in and out of it and kind of avoid these traps um mm-hmm. through these kind of tighter quarters uh shifting in and out of cat form is a little bit of a bummer just because i i would like to have that map to a button as opposed yeah, to having to select an item for it yeah i feel like that might be a pc thing yeah you know just, just based on the fact that you can like people probably do play this with the controller mm-hmm. or rather with the keyboard Oh, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and as opposed to a controller where it's like they don't know which which gamepad people are using. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. I don't know. I would like to add it as a button to you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yep. Um, but as you're kind of ascending, there's a little mini boss, uh, uh, you know, again, very Castlevania-like um, on the bridge outside of the large, you know, the the, the top chamber uh, where you're fighting this uh, winged demon who I, I don't know who she is. She kind of comes out of nowhere um, who summons mirage versions of herself and you know, kind of sends these huge swaths of bats coming at you as well. Yeah. And the, um, the, the mirage versions, it's kind of neat the tell for which one is the real one. Um, if you strike one of the wrong ones, that's when you get this, uh, these sky barrages. If you strike the right one, you just get in some damage. Mm-hmm. Um, the correct one cannot float quite as high, like has weight to it. Oh, wow. There's this weird little like, uh, yeah, we'll kind of dip a little bit more, mm-hmm. whereas the uh, the Mirage ones are much more steady because they're illusions. Right. Um, it's a really cool kind of tell. They're insubstantial. Um, yeah. Um, so you fight this. It's, it's just kind of a, you know, kind of a non-entity. Right. Um, you're doing it on your way to uh, the actual end boss, yeah. the cursed uh, Queen of Karst. Yeah. But on your way, uh, you run into Kath. Right. You know, she who has died against this winged demon lady, presumably. Yeah. And, you know, kind of Kath finally <laughs> is dying. Yes. Finally realizes like, oh, the queen needs to be stopped. I had my doubts before um, I was in her service. I can't believe I helped it go on so long. You know, like just uh, please end this because I am suffering. I'm bleeding out here. Yeah. And uh, you can either do so or not. I don't think it actually makes a difference, but it's your choice whether you want to be, you know, merciful or not yeah, you're a priest uh, come on <laughs> no exactly you know of course of course you do it um either way you get the same item which you get a uh, a one use item that fully heals you mm-hmm. and keep in mind what i said earlier about your estus never getting better as far you know stronger like you get more of it but you know it never becomes stronger in an individual dose so this is actually really meaningful yeah they have a uh, a full it's like a passiflower or something like that i can't remember what it's called exactly but yeah it is a uh, a full heal yeah you get from her on your way to the emboss, the accursed queen of cursed. Yes. And so the Accursed Queen of Karst, you know, she has become kind of like a lot of her subjects, uh, insubstantial. Mm-hmm. You know, she is like this floating purple apparition, um, you know, with kind of demonic features, who primarily attacks by sending patterns of geometric uh, spells at you. Yeah. Um, and this is a, a three-phase boss fight. It gets harder as you go. Um, it's The third phase is only unlocked if you have that special leaf. Right. So if you don't have that, um, she just kind of dies and you get the kind of shitty ending. Mm. Um, 
it's pretty, you know, it's not that hard to, she's not that hard of a fight. Right. Um, you know, I, I kind of hated the three phase uh, optional fight at the end of Cave Story. Mm-hmm. You know, where, because again, that Cave Story, and again, I love Cave Story. This is not a backdoor way of me bad mouthing it, but it does have that like poor, the poor get poorer mechanic. Like mm-hmm. as you get hit, you lose your experience, your weapon is weaker, you're more likely to get hit. Yeah. You lose more experience, your weapon is shitty, and then you die. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in general, like, poor get poor experiences are never my favorite in real life or video games. Right. Uh, you know, I want, uh, you know, I, I don't like that. So um, this doesn't uh, doesn't really have that. Like, it's a long fight, but it feels fair and good. Like, mm-hmm. it was satisfying to learn these kind of geometric patterns and learn how to dodge them and where it was safe to stand and attack and etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, the second phase of the second phase uh, involves her being kind of more often floating above the ground um, mm-hmm. in a semi unreachable place. So you have to kind of determine the best angle of attack on her. Um, it also kind of has these more aggressive zigzags um, on this kind of slamming attack that will go across the entire screen that you have it's to, a really good again, time to dodge use through. The, oh. uh, the box of wind will summon up leaves from the ground. Hmm as an attack and that area with a time when she appears above you, it's a really good time to open up your box of wind. Oh, nice. A couple times. Um, but yeah, and she, she looks awesome in her final phase. She looks like a doom patrol villain. <laughs> um, like just this kind of cloak with a gigantic, like geometric ring. Yeah. Kind of thing for a head. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super good. Yeah. Um, if you've done this right, you do the, the good ending. Uh, like I said, the bad ending, she kind of dies. The good ending, uh, uh, KO, uh, absorbs the curse from the queen. Right into herself and disappears. Um, we know she lives mm-hmm. because she, you know, appears four hundred years later. Yeah, she's in. Yeah, uh, but she she absorbs the curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, thus, you know, presumably cleansing the land and saving her homeland of Lun as a as a result. Yeah, yeah. And there's not an awful lot that you know kind of goes on from that. You get a little bit of a text scroll with it that says, "Oh, you know, people would tell legends of what happened, you know, there in this you know sealed and forgotten land." Um, but obviously, we're still alive, so so she succeeded. Um, mm-hmm. And then credits roll up, and you go immediately into New Game Plus. Yes, uh, if you want to play New Game Plus, mm-hmm. um, there's also an insane mode where you can have just kind of uh, one you die in one hit, right? Uh, so if you want to do that, so there is that really high skill ceiling if you want to engage in that, Yeah, uh, which is not how I play games. One thing I noticed in watching uh, bosses as we've been recording this, that is kind of a, a, a bummer mm-hmm. is that uh, part of the, you know, so there's no wiki for this game, which I really wish there was. Um, one of the reasons why some of the lore stuff is lost on us, like the, the who these people are is described in the items in, in their, in their boss items yeah. that you get. And there's not, I couldn't find like a comprehensive list of those. I could go through this YouTube pause every time somebody opens their inventory, <laughs> you know, and look at it, but I didn't want to transcribe those. Right. So it's, it's kind of, I have mixed feelings about hiding the story behind performance. Yeah. Like that, yeah. uh, to this degree, I think that's kind of a mistake, but it doesn't make the game any less enjoyable. Right. Right. Uh, just because you don't have that stuff. So, yeah, a little bit of a bummer, but it's a good, you know, it's, it, it is a, a valuable reward. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, probably probably yeah. too valuable to 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 put that high of a price on. If that makes any sense, yeah. Pat- patently it doesn't. But just go with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and that's and that's Momodora Four. Yeah, uh, Reverie Reverie Under Moonlight, which I love mm-hmm. and am desperately looking forward to this guy's next game. Uh, and hopefully, it's in this series. And I want to find time to play the first three because yeah. they're good and also cute. And uh, what an impressive work! And what a what a you know. Just like a light, like easy recommendation for like, just like, man, you know, you can get like a good sandwich 
Mm-hmm. Like it's like a good sandwich. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not, it's not like a steak. It's not a dessert. It's mm-hmm. like a really good sandwich. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I am so happy to know about this, know about this game and the series by extent. I'm going to be very curious about whatever this team does in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is it it is amazing that they can apparently, you know, uh, get enough funding and support to make something like this. I don't, you know, I don't know what their what their working life is like. I haven't, you know, looked at their Patreon or whatever. But like, it is it, it's just astounding that this kind of thing can be made. It, it gives me the same, you know, indie game goodwills, the goodwill feelings that uh, that that Cave Story does. You know, again, that yeah. perennial comparison. And I hope that you know they would be flattered by that comparison. I, I hope so too. And the reaction to this game has been universally positive, yeah. right? Like I haven't talked to anybody who's played it who doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never, uh, you know, the reviews are, you know, the steam overwhelmingly power positive, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, it just like not enough people played it. Right. Uh, you know, and, and if we can change that a little bit, I hope we do. Yeah. You know? I, so if you are listening to this and you haven't checked this out, like it will be on sale for, for no money. It's not that expensive as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, this it's, is, it's and, worth it at full price. And I would say get it at full price to support these people. Absolutely. If you can, like this, you know, this obviously. Is my, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this is my favorite souls. Like, yeah. like out of games are explicitly this and keep in mind, like I haven't played, uh, let it die yet. I haven't played hyper light drifter mm-hmm. seriously. Right. Uh, but out of the games I have played, this is my favorite. Yeah. So far. Um, yeah. Like, like, it, like this is, this is kind of there with shovel Knight for me. Yeah. And shovel Knight, If I like shovel Knight more than this yeah. shovel Knight, this has more in common with souls than shovel Knight, though. Yeah. So when I, this is more of a souls, like mm-hmm. uh, Shovel Knight has Estus and yeah. death, you know, collecting mm-hmm. your souls, but yeah. Shovel Knight is better than this. This is astounding though. And I, I love this game It's one of my favorite games to, uh, to come out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. and as, as much as it pains me to say this right now, cause we still beefing, uh, thank you for introducing <laughs> us to this, um, Brian. And if, yeah. if you're curious, like, you know, if you, if you want more, you know, and you want to hear somebody talk with Gary, who is not me, uh, they did a check it out comrade about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Which is kind of a higher level kind of overview of it. Um, but I'm glad like similar to shovel. Knight, I'm glad we got a chance to do this kind of in-depth yeah. beat by beat, uh, kind of part of it. And, you know, I talked to all kinds of sugar about Momodora during the comrade end of year mm-hmm. specials. Um, I don't remember if that's actually was it, but if not, it is one of my, it was probably my, my best of the year mm-hmm. that, that inside of the things we did on comrade. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just really, really top notch stuff. And, um, yeah, I would love to see this at one of the, the side effects of this, having that audience that I, I wanted to get is that it would have those resources mm-hmm. to kind of learn about the story because the, it, I don't know if it came across in the episode, but the actual like writing kind of situations are pretty evocative and cool. Yeah. The little a- aided, snippets you actually get are neat. Yeah. Aided by the animation, of course, yeah. you know, especially in the case of dialogue, you know, you, there's a, there's a, there's quality to that, like kind of coming in on, on partner fennel and having her like with her back turned to you like in the moonlight yeah you know this this abandoned church like it looks very like mm-hmm. you know it, it, it uh, expresses an emotional truth without actually having literal words yeah to it you know that i know that meaning of yeah and just because we didn't we didn't go into that it, it really is just because of a those gates and b the scarcity of the information that's available available about it outside of like the forums and things like that it doesn't mean it's not good or noteworthy or worth going after um, mm. in fact, you know, if, uh, knowing that it's there, makes me curious to go and learn more about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, thanks Brian. Uh, thanks everybody for sticking with us with this first episode of the off season. Yeah. Um, it is going to be a good fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully you continue and this is a, uh, a good, if you like this, if you just like, uh, this is, I try to cross pollinate during these off seasons. Mm-hmm. If you like hearing us talk about a game, uh, at this level, as opposed to just kind of only souls games, 
uh, listen to watch out for fireballs. Yeah, that's these, what this is. yeah, these off seasons are very, uh, very similar to that. Yeah, this this was essentially a watch out for fireballs episode. So if you liked this, you will like watch out for fireballs. Yeah, just go there. You can check the uh, check the big list of episodes and look around for a game that you have played before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do we do next, Cole? Well, Gary, next time uh, we're going to be covering Hyper Light Drifter. That is going to be a two part episode. Uh, we do not mm-hmm. know where the split is going to be. Um, that game they, is hard as balls. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, so the, 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 it's split up into four regions. So mm-hmm. we'll probably do two regions an episode. Those might be shorter episodes. Like, yes, we could probably cover that in one episode, but we need to make time to play through salt and sanctuary, which yes. is at least too long by about six hours. <laughs> um, and the, uh, that's going to be a thing during this off season. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, because we do watch our fireballs, because we have this whole network, um, the pace is going to slow down a little bit. Right. Um, not that like on fireside chat is quick paced. It's incredibly <laughs> slow paced, but, um, expect, expect more of that. So we're going to be doing a uh, hyperlight drifter over two episodes. Uh, there is time to write in. If you have thoughts about it, mm-hmm. we'll do two episodes in an appendix, uh, and then probably a special episode or something like that to give us some time to play salt and sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, is what I would, I would advocate for. Um, and, uh, hopefully you like those special episodes. One came out the week before this one did Gary, we're going to have to talk about which one goes up. Oh yeah. Uh, you, those, those are entirely your, uh, your province. Um, oh, the, like the order does not matter to me too much. Okay. I've been, I've been sitting on for a little while. So whatever one you feel, feel good about. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm down for, yeah. um, yeah. One thing about, uh, Hyperlake Drifter, when you played it and it was hard, did you, uh, play the most recent, uh, kind of build of it or whatever? Yeah. I downloaded it like, uh, on Christmas. Okay, because it was when I played it first came out, I was kind of sour on it and put it off because the original version was harder than it is now. Mm. So it was uh, I guess it has an easy mode that uh, Josh Garrity, friend of the show and Mm -hmm. friend uh, is like, this is what the normal mode should have been. Oh, so part of me, since I found the normal mode of the version I played, like kind of kind of BS, Mm -hmm. um, I am thinking about playing through on easy mode. I just have to decide if I can handle having my gamer cred besmirched uh on the uh, internet yeah well let's let's leave it um on un, uncertain i suppose mm-hmm. uh for for right now uh, i need to look and see if there's any content that changes because if that's it's a situation the, like the, this one that uh <laughs> you know like oh you don't get the real final boss if you're uneasy uh if people are gonna know that we're bustas yeah i don't want to be known as a buster scrub yeah. but <laughs> but i would like to uh enjoy my time with the game too yeah. so the uh not that i mean i i think I fully expect to like it. This is not me. Oh, yeah. The, I, the initial build had this like real weird thing. And I'm sure we'll talk about it. But when I first played it, if you died to a room, you started at the beginning of that room, but your Estes didn't refill. Hmm. So again, poor get poorer. Like I don't like mechanics where it's like, once you fail, you're more likely to fail in the future. Yeah. I think that's a really bad philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that that's what the, my first run at that game, that was why I took away from it. Yeah. Um, so I think they got rid of that. I think mm-hmm. that on death now, Estes refills. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's a similarly beautiful game, you know. Oh, it's, uh, oh, it's gorgeous! Yeah. <laughs> like it is, it's sequence, one of the prettiest man. game I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. man, it, it is. It is amazing looking. I want to watch. Like I would watch the anime that it would be based on. If it was based on one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yep. But that's you know, twenty sixteen uh, was when I when I was down on anime. Twenty seventeen, yeah. okay on anime, down on Star Wars. <laughs> you, you did it, Brian. Yep. Like <laughs> you did it. I transferred. Yeah. You, 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 yep. You you took over the throne. Yep. Um, anime, a okay with Gary. <laughs> Star Wars, 
get fucked. Yeah, it, um, was, it was all that I could do, actually, to not scream out loud because the USPS did that thing where they claim they tried to deliver something, but they didn't. I got that mm-hmm. new Junji Ito joint, Tomi, coming. And, oh, uh, shit. Yeah, and I want to I wanna read it, and I was going to read it tonight, but nope, they just lied to me. It's coming uh, tomorrow. Fuck. Yeah. Thanks, Bader. Thanks, Luke. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks, Luke or Luke. Luke. Um, I, you should listen to Brian's extended universe podcast if you're listening to this. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you have thoughts about, uh, hyperlight drifter or salt and sanctuary, mm-hmm. um, you can hit us up at duckbee.tv forward slash contact. Yeah. Um, please, uh, have your responses, uh, separate by game. Yes. That helps us a lot. Yeah. Um, real quick. Um, we got a response really late, uh, through email. I don't want to call out who sent it, but if somebody on our Slack was like, Hey, okay, I still send a response. I had him send it to my email. Okay. Um, I'm not doing this as a call out post, but this is too long. <laughs> uh, so I, I, we're not going to read it next episode. It's, uh, so I understand you're kind of writing it under the gun. Um, I still appreciate you taking the time to write in, but, um, this is more of a review. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of want the, like the takeaway or specific moments or something like that. So if you're writing in about any of these games, uh, please kind of write in with, uh, uh, pertinent points, you know, a paragraph, mm-hmm. um, and, and not just kind of, kind of a review yeah. of the thing. So. Yeah. Uh, c- c- concise is is yes. good. I, f- I forget yes. the 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 punchy little three word phrase that we used. Concise, before. clear, Coachella. Yep. <laughs> Does anyone have tickets? Parentheses. <laughs> actually, actually, found out the Coachella guy is is kind of a shitbag. Like, yeah, uh, you know, gives gives money to anti gay rights groups and stuff. Oh man. So yeah, yeah. So fuck Coachella. <laughs> um. Anywho, uh, if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Uh, really appreciate it. You get bonus episodes of shows and uh, updates and episodes a day early and things like that that yes. are all useful. Yeah. Um, and if you want to support the show, show more generally in a way that does not involve the exchange of currency, uh, you can go to, um, oh gosh, uh, iTunes and leave us a rating or review. Gary, something we've forgotten to do, and that's my fault because I assembled the notes. Uh, we've forgotten to do the thanks. Um, 2017 is where we make good on all of our... <laughs> patreon things that we kind of announced and then patreon was more successful than we expected yeah and then yeah. uh so this is uh this is 2017 doing everything we're definitely gonna do yes yeah uh, um so yeah. like bonfire side chat after dark probably coming out next month yeah yeah i'm uh, um, looking forward to that yeah but uh but these thanks uh people who donated uh ten dollars or more um get thrown into a big list uh yeah so uh thank you nicholas basile thank Long- you nicholas Longtime supporter yeah i really appreciate it same thing with uh brett burrell a uh, longtime supporter, uh, Twitter interactioner. <laughs> um, thank you, Brett. And uh, and Brett's wife as well uh, is also a fan and uh, supporter. Oh, nice. And uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam Baer, uh, the person who makes abstract suffering possible. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Sam. Uh, thank you. And go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> is a, and a special abstract suffering uh, salute. Uh, <laughs> Bill Jackson, thank you very much. Really do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and then some joker named Jeremy Greer. Yeah. Who is on the network but still supports us, which is really sweet. <laughs> that happens okay. a lot, actually. <laughs> it's, it's because we cannibalize. It's it's us turning fans into friends, yeah, and then turning friends into you know and, so, and into partners, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna happen. Um, but thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy is is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Go listen to Days of Future Cast. It's delightful. Yeah. He also uh, he has other shows too. Uh, Don't give up Skeleton, which mm-hmm. is his Dark Souls show. Yeah. Uh, where he interviews uh, people. You know, he was fucking six months ahead on that show. Yeah, he told me about that. He's like, he has like 60 episodes. What are you doing? <laughs> I told him like, like be a month ahead. <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like six months ahead on stuff and he was just like hoarding content. And like, 
I, I get the idea. Listen, Sling yeah. and Ten. Hey, hey, I get it. And and I get uh wanting to get ahead on stuff. Yeah. For sure. But like <laughs> you know, what 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 is what is what's your family gonna do with those if you get into an accident? Yep. You know, <laughs> like uh I don't know, it's too much. But he's 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 clearing it out, which yeah. is which is good. But six months. <laughs> um he also, if you're a Dark Souls fan and you have a story to tell, um I know he solicits people for the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not throwing him under the bus with this. Like I know he he wants that. So if you go, if you follow uh, Don't Give Up Skeleton podcast on Twitter, um, he makes announcements from time to time. You can tweet at him and get on that show, and it's really good. Yeah. Like it is just him, kind of people talking about their takes on Souls, and it mm-hmm. is a a cool uh, spot in the ecosystem of Souls content and podcasts that like has not been filled. Right. So very very cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Um. Until next time, what should they do, Cole? Um, just give anime a chance. <laughs> yeah, give into the the dark side, and the dark side <laughs> is give an anime a chance. Turn, turn away from that dark side. Turn to this dark side. Umba. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There are many different shades of black, and so many fortresses and ways to attack. <laughs> And we all pray that we will have far more soon.